Welcome to episode 148 of the Movie City Maniacs. On tonight's episode, our Michael Mann series continues with Collateral from 2004. Welcome to the Movie City Maniacs. I'm Maddie, <laughs> and Kyle's got a mouthful of banana. I'm Kyle, and I'm Adam. Wow, that's that's a lot of banana. It's taking every ounce of me not to make a joke about it. <laughs> well, this would fit in a man love, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, welcome everyone. We're continuing our man love series. With did you did you write Tom Cruise on that banana? Like it actually says Tom, doesn't it? I actually I like I printed out a picture of his face yeah. and stuck it on the top there. So. <laughs> Um, yes, we're continuing our Michael Mann series, director's series, uh, what we like to call Man Love, with, uh, yeah, part three, covering Collateral. From 2004. 2004. 2004. So did, did you guys see, uh, see this one in theater when it came out years I, ago? No, I saw it, like, uh, not pay-per-view, but, like, when uh, HBO or whatever you, I saw it on TV when it first came out on okay. TV. I think DVD for me, uh, mm-hmm. when it hit DVD, was the first time. Wow. So I'm the only one that I, I would have thought it would be the opposite. But yeah. yeah I, I saw this in theater. I, I'm trying to think of what Michael Mann... I saw Public Enemies in theaters, and I saw... Did I see Black Hat? No, I don't know if I saw... Yeah, surprisingly, I haven't seen a lot of Michael Mann movies in theaters. Hmm. I'm trying to think if I saw any, any, actually, other than Public Enemies. Did you see Heat? No. Hmm. The Keep? No. <laughs> <laughs> he might have been in utero his mom saw it yeah i don't know why because i do love michael mann i'm trying to think of any reason why it would have not happened i don't know but um yeah well uh yeah this will be an interesting what i hadn't seen i think i saw it in theater saw it like i don't know six months later i i at the time or maybe a year later i quite, mm. quite uh, you know I, I i remember really liking but i kind of forgotten about the movie yeah. it's what one of like it it was interesting because I I was really looking forward to seeing this one because sometimes you you there's How movies much that has stick changed. with you but like I couldn't remember mm. other than like the banter between Jamie Foxx and Tom Cruise mm. I had almost like no memory of plot or anything so it was almost like going back in and, and mm. having a new first time. Th- watch. This seems to be one of his more loved films too. Like when it came really? out, it was a huge success uh, yeah. critically and uh, financially. It kind of got Tom Cruise. Uh, recalibrated, I think, with yeah, audiences yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, out of well. the um, with the jumping on sofa stage of his career. Yeah, well, yeah <laughs> and I, I think it's him again. Like he's fun when he kind of does these these uh, off. Mm-hmm. You know, like he'll do the 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 dancing guy. What's his name in Tropic Thunder yeah. or something? Like he does these little off films. There hasn't from for the a norm. while. No. It, it seemed like he was doing that and, and well, Magnolia and, yeah. and and a bunch. Well, of he the- did Amer- He fit American Made in there somewhere that sh- that kind of was a f- f- movie that came out and then was kind of forgotten. Mm-hmm. I guess like that still is very much a Tom Cruise vehicle, American Made. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I was watching that, I was like, "This is 
totally made for Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's playing a little bit more of a bank. I guess it wasn't an action actor. film though. Yeah, there's still some sequences in that one though. Yeah. Like there's like there's not it's not Mission Impossible, but it's yeah. not like an there's they there's still like they, guns they and they blowing land up a plane things. on yeah. like a road, right? Uh but yeah, it does seem like he's not taking those sort of Hey, he's he's pushing sixty. Yeah, you know he's, <laughs> he's allowed to. He knows uh, he's only got so much time, probably, yeah. to be an action star. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we're, this is uh, kind of different for us. Usually, we film like late at night when we're half asleep. This time, we're doing it in the morning where we're half asleep. So, <laughs> but you might see us kind of wake up Perk throughout up. this episode. I'm still kind of uh, you know getting up myself. But you uh, got that that sensual morning voice yeah i, I have been uh probably all our voices are gonna be <laughs> nice and chocolatey lo- like quite quite lower yeah, if, 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 if the audiences are wondering why we've kind of fall apart i've been fighting covid it's just been a, a crazy mm-hmm. shitty month um but hopefully you know by the time we get to shocktober we're back on on full track because that's a big month for us and uh i yeah. need to, i need to be on full health so i can beat adam because he's gonna watch like 100 <laughs> movies in a week <laughs> Um, so. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see like uh, how that'll go this year. Because I was looking at there's like an Oktoberfest that Willibald's putting on. We were talking, do we get a, like a, yeah. an Airbnb with a bunch of friends, or do we? You take, shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I went to a wedding that last last year and, and yeah. only watched I think an, uh, and you still won two movies a night. <laughs> I didn't watch anything when I was up there, yeah. and I still won. So <laughs> I know I can take a couple days off. I've got an yeah. in me. You're I've okay. got those. I got those six movies a day. Because, yeah, then when the weekend hits, though, you'll do, yeah, mm-hmm. an insane amount. But, yeah, I'm kind of excited because, I mean, well, fall, is is it fall now? Like, is it officially fall? I, no. After, after Labor Day, it starts. Okay. Yeah. It, definitely, yeah. it definitely is starting to feel like it yeah. weather-wise. I mean, pumpkin spice is out there. I've already had a couple of them. I know what people say. It's like, well, no, fall doesn't start till like, October 21st or some shit like that. It starts after Labor Day, and it ends November 1st, right? I'm totally ready to, to start putting <laughs> and up winter, Halloween decorations. winter ends <laughs> on St. Patty's Day. Yes, if you're lucky. And then May 2-4 is the start of summer. Sure. That holds all, all up, right? Work. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. I, I probably would start, like, December 1st. I'd give fall, like, November, November. can be uh, an odd odd sort of month. Have, have you guys started picking out movies you're going to watch? Oh, I'm oh, so yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. The, I got the stacks. I, I'm not even joking. I've had, like, when October ends... And I'm kind of Halloweened out. I still start putting together. I've had a for stack next year. on my shelf for the next year that's been sitting there for a year. Um, and what, what we also got before that, we're going to have our big 150th, which is going to be exciting too. We're going to be uh, talking about our five favorite um, kind of boutique uh, physical media store uh, studios, I guess. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. So I've been kind of watching a lot. So of the that main kind of ones we're going to talk about are. Uh, uh, Shell Factory slash Scream Factory. Yep. So we are going to include all their kind of sub. What is the word? Subsidiaries. Sublate, subsidiary mm-hmm. labels. Um, and then we'll have Arrow, which includes Arrow Academy. Um, we're going to do Kino, of course, and Criterion. Yep. And then the last choice will be a kind of a surprise. We're going to announce it then, and where we each kind of pick what our you know a fifth studio um, that we won't want to talk about. But yeah, we're going to cover for 150. Movies for 150th, so 10 each for each studio. Um, it, it's going to be a lot of fun, but I've, I've been watching a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, Arrow? But, but that's the thing, even that, like the horror stuff, I'm like, I want to watch it for that episode, but I kind of want it. It's more <laughs> yeah. important to save it for Shocktober. So. Uh, right now, it's all, uh, whatever I want to watch, I'm going to watch. Horror, like, yeah. pop, pop it on, baby. Yeah, I, 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 after yeah. we did the 1985 series, it was yeah. kind of like, whatever I feel like at this mm. very moment, yeah. I got no plans, and we, mm. you know, because... Uh, you know the Michael Mann series. We thought we were going to be taping a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I've really had free reign. But 
Shocktober, for instance, I, I have my stack. I've got my Blu-ray stack, but mm. I've also been compiling for maybe the past three years just like a master list of horror movies and Halloween movies I should watch. Yeah, and I'm up to seven hundred and fifteen. Holy, these are. Well, you, you probably will win if you do that in yeah. October. <laughs> I don't, is there enough time I, in yeah. the month? Do you, do you like to sleep or no? Yeah. There's, I, bet, I bet you probably could do 300 with minimal sleep mm-hmm. if that's all you did. Yeah. Do you, do you have certain movies, though, where you're like, I want to watch this now, but then you're like, ooh, that really fits that shock, that Halloween yeah. feel, that atmosphere. Like, I know I want to – I have some of those that is like – I want to save that for for that that mm. month for sure. Yeah, I, I, I uh, for me personally, I probably don't watch almost any horror movies in August and September mm. and any year f- because of that. Um, but that being I, said, I want to watch like camp, like the sleepaway camp yeah, movies. I want to watch, I wanna watch summer ones. Like, yeah, yeah, summer. That, those might be July. Mm. I'll, 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 but, I'll should, should we get into yeah. it? Because we do have a lot. Yeah, to yeah, talk yeah. About. Let's jump in. So, what have you guys been watching? Yeah, I, I wanted to start off because I've been dying to talk about this. I've been watching it the whole time. Uh, well, the we, question we I have talk. for you is, what do you do on Monday nights now? Are like they sad and devoid of anything? Is this Better Call Saul? Better Call Saul. It's funny because I just edited our last episode, and it's like. Once again, the conversation goes into better call. Anytime we talk about TV, <laughs> yeah. it ends up like a 30-minute rant on TV slash Better Call Saul. So Better Call Saul wrapped up okay. um, uh, a few weeks ago. I was hoping to watch it um, what season? or to is watch this, it and then the tape it right season? there. Is it season five or? Season six. six. Okay. So they split six up into two two pieces, but mm-hmm. they actually filmed it without n- knowing that. Yeah. Um, so they, there wasn't like supposed to be an end point or anything. Yeah. I get the perfect end point in the first half. Jesus Christ. And, uh, I, they did him well in the end of this. Like I thought that ending, yeah. like, what a good ending. What I a great think ending. think of a better way to end this. Uh, I'm getting kind of like chills yeah. thinking about the very end of the show. I, it, mm. It's, you, you kind of get everything you wanted in that, mm. that final episode. I've watched the final episode twice now. Oh, did you? Um, and... I, I it just kind of blew me away in the way that Better Call Saul is going to blow you away, right? Mm. It's it seems understated, but there's all these like details and mm. and 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 connective tissue to other like even when they're in the the big courtroom scene at the end and they they go back and there's like this electrics exit sign mm-hmm. and you hear the buzz 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 while he's talking about Chuck, his brother. It's awesome, right? Just like. like it, that was such a great moment when uh, Michael McKeegan made a guest appearance. Oh, again. yeah. Like, awesome. That's All those fast. flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody was worried about them going the Breaking Bad uh, uh, era and, and bringing mm-hmm. back Walter White and, and mm-hmm. Jesse and how that was going to work. The scene with him and Walter White is perfect for this. It's perfect. Because it's talking about Saul, not talking about Walter White, mm-hmm. it, but at the same time reminds you of who Walter White was and how Walter White was probably not a hero at all. Yeah. Like, it, you know, these these people now have mm. I'm the guy who knocks sort of shirts or whatever. Yeah, he was, yeah, it shows how uh, selfish and like involved in himself he was. Yeah. And narcissistic and, and he's, uh, kind he, of a dick. He's <laughs> such an asshole to, to Saul. And also just like how did like Jimmy McGill, this kind of sincere, but like, you know, He's a con man, but he's like a, a con man with a heart of gold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does he become Saul, who just doesn't give a fuck about anybody but himself? Mm. And I thought they did an excellent job of that. the The episodes leading up to it, I thought, were spectacular. Awesome. Um, I, I I love it. It's so it's going in my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, is it is yeah. it number one? 
I don't know if it's number one. Like, I, does, I, it, does it surpass Grimm is what we want to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's better than Grimm. I'll, I'll put it there. Um, I, I love how, like, Grimm will be <laughs> your favorite a, show of all time. attached to me. Well, forever. yeah, because I think it's almost Grimm season. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Did you finish? Yeah, because you still have a season left. No, I've right? got uh, four, five, and oh, wow. six. So I it's think Grimm season for like the next ten three, years. Three yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I I, I, I I don't know if it's my number one of all time, but I think... Top five? It, it's at least top five. It's on my top... Better or worse than Breaking Bad? So I think it's more consistent than Breaking Bad. I think it doesn't ever have the heights of like season four Breaking Bad mm-hmm. or uh, Ozzy Mandias or whatever, that one episode, which might be the mm-hmm. best episode of all time on, in, in television history. I think... I, I would lean Better Call Saul for me. I think Better Call Saul is going to hold up upon rewatch upon rewatch. Oh, yes. Or Breaking Bad is like every episode, you're like, this is amazing. And then, all right, well, yeah, you know what happens. Yeah. You're done with it. But this, like, there's such a heart and charm to this show that you can, like, watch it and uh, earn repeat. And, yeah. the, and the relationship between him and, and Kim Wexler, which it's becomes the foundation so of the show, good. Is, is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the stuff with Mike, with Jonathan Banks' mm-hmm. character. Uh, Ermin Trout, where they build out his character is is really interesting too, and the relationship he has with Nacho, and mm-hmm. it's it's a phenomenal detailed show. It's so cinematic; it might be the most cinematic um, television show ever. Um, so I'm I think I'm going to give the last season as a whole a, a nine point five, and I'm going to give wow. the show a ten. Yeah, wow, that's pretty good. Yeah, I, I was going to give it like nine. I think that's yeah. Well, I, awesome. I have the perfect segue to that. Okay. Uh, probably one of the best movies I've seen this year so far. There's like a smirk in your face, <laughs> yeah. so I'm kind of curious. Uh, Day Shift from uh, Netflix 2022. This oh, is, this with Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx is a vampire slayer in here. Snoop Dogg is also okay. a vampire hunter. Uh, Scott Atkins is another vampire hunter in there. And then Dave Franco's in there. Um, so... <laughs> And Dave Franco is in there. Yeah, one of the Francos. Well, he, he's not. He, so what it is, is Jamie Foxx, a vampire hunter. Um, there's some kind of cool stuff in there, like the way is the vampires move. Is he playing uh, Jamie Foxx or is he playing uh, a character? He's Yeah, it's just a, he's kind of like a fun vampire yeah. hunter. I don't know. Um, but what's cool about it is like some of the, the mythology is there's some interesting stuff in there, like the vampires, the way their body contorts and everything. Like there's an opening and he's taking out this elderly vampire woman and then the next thing you know, she's fucking contorting her body and doing all flips, whatever, stupid uh, action stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, he wants to join. The, all the, the real money comes in if you can get into the union. He got kicked out previously because he goes against the rules, but he's willing to. Snoop Dogg is uh, tight up there, and he gets him back in, and uh, he's going to do vampire hunting. For the union. For the union. But it's, it's kind of cool. Like they, I guess they, they rip out the, the, the teeth with pliers and like depending on the type of vampire, there's different like species and how old they are. If they're like an ancient, the teeth are worth more and stuff like that. So I thought oh, that was kind of cool. neat where you bring it. And then like- That's always the stuff I love about yeah, the vampires. Yeah. Like how old are they really? Yeah. You know, and, and, and the backstory I there. I love vampires because be there's so much cool things you can do with the mythos of the actual yes, vampires, so. which is kind of interesting. Uh, have you guys watched the, I know this side, what we do in, in Shadows, the no, television show? The to, first uh, season I've watched, I really dig. I'm so. going to start yeah. it this October, yeah, but I'm, I'm really I'm looking forward to it. Too. 
Uh, but yeah, it's kind of fun because he can't go into the unit, so he's selling the teeth like on the black market, and that guy's like ripping them off. And I don't know, I, I had fun with that kind of stuff. There's like this kind of spider-like vampire creature, and D- Dave Frankel, I guess, is sent from the, the 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 head of the union to like kind of spy on. He's gonna be his partner, mm-hmm. but he's like write down any citation, any rule he breaks because we want him kicked out of here. Um, the the the, the lead like villain is like this female actress. I didn't I don't I didn't really recognize her. I I, I don't know. She wasn't that great. I, I didn't I don't know. For me, like I want a great villain in something like this, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't have um, much else to say. There's kind of a cool tip thing too, where they say like, "Oh, you got to go home and wash off with this kind of stuff that like stinks." I guess to wash away the Garlic? vampire. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Some kind of this yellow soap thing, but I guess that like if you don't, then you leave the vampire scent on you, and they can tell, uh, you know, that you've you've killed one or something. But uh, there were there was different kind of in- things like that that were mm. kind of interesting. But it, it was okay. Like I, I enjoyed it. It's kind of entertaining. There's some action scenes in there that were kind of cool. Nothing special, but if they did a sequel, I'd, I'd probably watch mm-hmm. it again. I'll give it six and a half. I'm not gonna. It's not it's, gonna. It's not gonna be top ten material, yeah. probably, but um, might be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> the ways, the, ways the, the years have been going for you recently. <laughs> yeah, and even yeah, the ones even people loved. But I think even the one those ones I liked more than this. Right. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it, it's yeah. I have nothing more to say. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> It's your typical Netflix movie where you're like, that was fine. I'm probably never going to watch that again kind of thing. Okay. So I watched Prey. Did I talk yeah. about that last week or no? I don't think you talked about yeah, it with so us. I watched Prey. I dug it. I thought it was a fun action movie. Like, I like how movies are becoming fun again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like Top Gun. Like, all right, what a thrill ride. This was another one that like you turn off your brain and Native Americans fighting the predator. Like, yeah. Okay. I love this idea of them being able to go back in time. Like Vikings versus Predator. Awesome. Like a bunch of like nice. It totally makes predator. sense too. Like yeah. conceptually, like of course, like Predator, mm-hmm. if they have this technology, probably had that technology yeah, Exactly. Years ago. Well, yeah, there so. was always hints in Predator 2 too with yeah. the wall, like the, the Billy the Kid's gun and, whatever it. and all this stuff. So. so I me and my wife watched Prey. I'm like, all right. She's like, Well, I've never seen Predator. I'm like, oh, man. you idiot. <laughs> so we we put on Predator. That movie is so goddamn yeah. good. Like it starts off as like a, a war movie where they go in and take on the gorillas and it's action packed like force adventure. Every character is established within like five, ten minutes, you know, and they're all like distinct and interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys have seen Predator in a while, but Billy, the Native American, when he's figuring out like they're being hunted, he's holding this pouch around his neck. And like I'm curious if that's the plant from prey because uh, if he was a native american he would have heard like all these stories from like his great grandparents like he knew something was up like we're all gonna die so i'm like i wonder if they kind of just took this innocuous throwaway scene and turned it into that mm-hmm. kind of like better call saul yeah where they ne- shout out nacho and lalo <laughs> yeah, exactly and yeah. then they made those into main characters yeah. on the new show so i'm curious if that, that's something like this. if you go see predator if you're gonna see it in the theaters Check for that and be like, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Playhouse has Predator coming in 35 mil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of like September. the best action movies in my opinion. Yeah. See, my problem that I have with Prey that I love about Predator, and I, I, I get it, you can't do it after the first film, was just yeah. that great, like you said, that great build up, and they think that they're going to take out these gorillas, mm-hmm. but. It's it's not it. It's you, you know there's like this build. You don't know what's going on. A lot of it's like the predator hidden in, and he's the predator's mm-hmm. like a smart hunter. Whereas I didn't really get that in prey. Like the, in prey, he's just kind of like a terminator, just going to come down and slaughter yeah. everyone. He's not really like hiding Hunting. in trees, invisible, and 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 following them, and and haunt, you know kind of using his voice. I modulator. think he just gets yeah. he gets cocky. 
and then new one. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, maybe he's already. Well, he's he no challenge here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe I, I got guns, yeah. motherfuckers. Um, oh, yeah, Predator, I think like you, uh, 8.5 out of 10. Like, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, even the actual uh, Predator itself looks, looks amazing great, yeah. for the 80s. Like, even the uh, invisible bending light. Uh, I, I awesome. still think they should have gone with a Jean Claude Van Damme well, suit. That Everybody had. knows Jean Claude Van Damme would make any movie better. Did you? Do you? Have you ever seen the photo? Of <laughs> yeah, him? it's insane, yeah. right? And what, what, are you, what are you giving Prey? Uh, Prey, I'm going to give seven point five. I think. Yeah, I had fun with it. Yeah, I gave somewhere around that seven mm-hmm. seven point five. Yeah, I I I think that's. I, it's one of the movies like oh this is great. I'm probably not going to watch it again with the same like regard that I'm going to watch. Like I'm going to watch well. Since we're in it, I watched Predator 2 as well. I'm like, all right, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love how, okay, we can't do Predator again. Let's just make this as cheesy and like crazy as possible. Like a bunch of gangs fighting each other and the Predator fighting the gangs. And Danny Glover, who, why is this guy an action hero? Like, I don't <laughs> get it. Even in the Cause 80s, cause he was old. Weapon, like, he did the yeah. weapon. Yeah. Like, we can't get Mel Gibson. Yeah. Let's, let's get the Danny next, Glover. Because yeah. he's been old since he was young, right? Like, he's never seemed like a young fella. Isn't like, Gary Busey no. in that film, too? Yeah, he is. Yeah, like the, uh, yeah the lethal <laughs> weapon. He's like the uh, military guy. He's like, you don't know what you're dealing with, Danny boy. <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's so tacky. It was a fun ride. 7.5, I'm going to give it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, cool. Uh, so I also watched a movie that uh, uh, surprised these guys that I watched it, and this was another 2022 20, movie, since we're on that kind of kick, The Invitation. So this is... Yeah, I'm just... Like, if that's one of those things, if it's on Netflix, I guess it's a 2022 movie. I'll watch it, maybe. I just can't believe you went to a theater. It was so. a $3 uh, movie. Uh, it was Cinema Day or whatever, so for three bucks. Mm-hmm. It was that or Bullet Train. The time for Bullet Train didn't work out as well. I'm also... I'm not excited about seen that movie yeah, uh, saying, so like, uh, that looks kind of fun i don't know but I, yeah who knows yeah like i i have a uh hard distaste for deadpool 2 oh yeah, yeah. and and it, it kind of feels like it's in that deadpool 2 sort that of humor meta really lazy comedy yeah. um anyways not talking about bullet train because i didn't see it i saw the invitation which is basically exactly how it, it's kind of played it's like I know nothing about this movie. I'm thinking of like the invitation from like the Netflix, like uh, yeah, that, that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not so we wow. saw. I think the trailer played when we saw. Um, what did we see recently in the? Oh, nope, nope. Yeah, uh, it did. It's like a vampire one. Okay, this looks terrible. <laughs> so it was. It's kind of it like, like something for the female. Like it was like a, you know, like not the tw- like Twilight. They've grown up a little bit yeah. now. Kind of. It's kind of like audience. Get Out slash hmm. Ready or Not slash Dracula. Well, that actually sounds mm. good. <laughs> so, but n- not as good as any of those yeah, things. Exactly. But also better. Like the gothic horror is, is, you know, the the set piece is pretty good. Everything's too fucking dark in this movie. I don't know why this is happening now, where they're just like, we'll make this dark so people won't maybe see it's how cheap nice this and is. Scary and spooky. Um, and at first it kind of was there a guy named Acula, but he was actually his profession was a doctor. It's so like Mr. Acula. Actually, it's Doctor Doctor Acula. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably something from a 70s movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds like it's... Uh, it, or or is that in Dracula, Dead, Dead and Loving? I, I, I think remember. it's a vampire in Brooklyn, actually, I okay. believe, yeah. So it's this girl who find out finds out she's related to this rich British family. She's got no family in, in America anymore. So she goes to this wedding thing. She meets her long-lost cousin, and he convinces her, and they'll pay for it. And they go to this, like, fancy mansion... Uh, and all these families are there, but you never really see what's going on. Uh, the leads are 
are pretty good. Everyone's kind of playing it a little bit heightened and campy, mm. which I wish they played it a little, a little bit, bit more. Higher. Like it always feels like it's between total camp and in between. Would Ray Wise make this movie better if he oh, was yeah. in it? Right. Yeah, hundred percent. He should have been the patriarch, but yeah. they don't have the patriarch because yeah. Dracula. Um, <laughs> Doctor Dracula. It goes totally bonkers at the end in like not a really good way. Uh, I don't have much to talk about this. It was <laughs> it was better than I expected. King Ralph meets vampires. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to give it 5.5. All right. So I'll I'll probably skip it, I guess. I don't know. If it it comes on Netflix, watch it. Yeah, maybe. Apparently, there's like an R rated cut that I heard they cut out some blood to get that PG rating. Maybe. I don't know if it would really matter. Like, I I don't know. There's there's a couple spooky scenes. Mm. There's one in like a library that's all, you know, with candles and stuff. And the the maid is in there having to clean it by candlelight and. You know, it's a little bit creepy, and there's one with a wine cellar. Like, they're decently hmm. set up horror sequences. Um, yeah, like, it's kind of, when I watched it, I d- wasn't like, this is a piece of garbage. But <laughs> the same man, you're not saying, this is great. I, I'm never going to watch that movie again. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to jump in. I've been, again, trying to get through movies for our big 150th. So I had two noirs by Criterion that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Um they Live by Night, 1948. This is directed by Nicholas Ray, who is... I've never uh, seen this one, yeah. Excuse me. Probably most famous for Rebel Without a Cause. He did it in A Lonely Place with uh, Humphrey Bogart, which is another one actually on my list. That's... I've heard good things about. Yeah, that's top um, t- star, tier. Stars uh, Farley Grang- Granger? Granger. Granger from uh, Rope, Strangers on a Train, Kathy O'Donnell. Um, so yeah, anyways, it opens up this young... He's like this young kind of uh, adult. He escapes with two other older kind of bank robber guys... Um, and they end up uh, staying at his at one of the, the robbers' uh, brother's house, and he has a the the daughter there, the uh, the niece that uh, this young Granger falls in love with, um, and uh, they decide they're gonna. Uh, he wants to get out of the life. He's got a chunk of money from this heist. He wants to escape with her, and they're gonna go. They fall in love, and they're gonna go get married. And like these movies, and unfortunately, you know, you can't leave the 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 uh, that behind. Try to get out. They pull you back in. Yeah, exactly. Um. I really like the two criminals were great. There's this guy, one eye, he's got one fake eye, um, but he's just got a great look to him. He just looks like he's lived life and he's just kind of a scary dude. And then the other guy, T-Dub, like both of those guys were really interesting. I was kind of really excited for this film and the, the first like t- 10 minutes or whatever, I was like, oh yeah, I'm down with where this is going. But it kind of like forgets about all the heist and the noir and it's more of like a romantic, You can it makes sense it's done by Rebel Without a Cause. It's yeah. like, it's more about the relationship between this right. young couple and them trying to to make a life so i don't know i i didn't i didn't love it um maybe it's because it threw me off because i actually do enjoy rebel without a cause maybe i was expecting a noir and it's like oh we're gonna forget about that for a chunk of the movie uh, i'm gonna go to six and a half i don't have too much to say about it um and then the other one i watched was detour from 1945 you, i saw that you didn't like this yeah this directed by edgar g omer another one that yeah i was really disappointed this oh, one no sorry i'm all plugged up here um yeah i i, I didn't <laughs> this was probably one of the least my least favorite noirs I've seen up to this point. Um, it's a musician. He feels he's squandering his life away, uh, working at this cheap nightclub. He wants. He has big ambitions, but uh, doesn't know what to do. Um, his girlfriend, uh, she's the lounge singer with him. Uh, she says, "Fuck it, I'm going to um, Hollywood uh, to try to make it big." But he's not ready to make that move, so she goes off, and then he stays there and comes becomes kind of more depressed and 
and and and miserable, and then decides to call her. And you know, I'm gonna fucking come. I'm gonna come move there with you. Um, but he doesn't have any money, so he has to hitchhike uh, on the way there. And uh, he ends up meeting this this kind of um, kind of this book this bookie, kind of this rich old guy. Um, so says he has a bunch of money because um, he's going to uh, L.A. to bet on a horse. So he's like, I'm going there. I can take you there the whole way. It's your lucky day. Um, and he takes him out. You know, they go to the diner. He's like, don't worry about it. I'll pay for it, whatever. Um, but at, on the drive there, he's taking these pills, and, you know, they're, they're, they're alternating driving. It's his turn, or he pulls over for rain or whatever, and the guy's leaning against the chair, and he tries to wake or leaning against the car. He tries to wake him up, and he falls out, hits his head on a rock, and dies. And he's like, gosh, no one's going to believe that this happened. Like, this is this crazy accident so he decides i'm gonna uh, you know i feel terrible but i'm gonna take his money car and i'm gonna get to la and then i'll abandon it and i can live my life mm-hmm. and, and he even puts on a suit because he's like no one's gonna believe that i'm driving this car in this suit um and on the way there he happens to pick up a hitchhiker this female and you find out Ann that savage uh who, who is it is it uh, and savage uh, i'm not too sure but uh yeah, I didn't, I didn't recognize any of these people, and uh, she turns out to be the ex-girlfriend of the bookie that, you know... He, he. See, that she makes the movie for me. I love her in this movie. And yeah. and, and I, I honestly, the, the one thing I, 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 I was on the fence, it, it takes a little bit to get going, and, and it's cheap. Yeah. Like, it's, it's made I just, for I think, nothing. I, th- I didn't, like, care about him. Like, he's just such an uninteresting character for me. It's just a guy that's, like, miserable the whole movie. Um yeah, I mean, and then that, my problem is that's really the plot. Like, she takes over and says, you know, I, I know you're not this guy. Yeah. You're going to go sell me the car, uh, the car and oh, you're going to give me all like the money. Cat and mouse kind of, she's kind of like a well, kind of she, them. She's blackmailing him, yeah. yeah. There's, and then, yeah, they find out, I guess, that the bookie's father was this rich guy and they were estranged. So he doesn't know what the kid looks like, the, the bookie looks like anymore. So it's like, she's like, well, you can pretend to be him. Yeah. And they can, but like, that that's I don't know I just found like not really much happened I yeah. didn't care about him she's you're right she's kind of fun but I I don't know I didn't um she's like my like top tier femme fatale mm. performances yeah. like this kind of like just great she's fucking almost sinister she's so I I just found her kind of annoying uh, um yeah I I I, I love like that's that's the movie like for me. The one thing I have against it is is it takes a like a second because mm. he's not you're right he's not the most interesting but no yeah like nothing really happens though. I like, just like I know they our, they yeah. plan for something to happen then something happens and then it's like the end of the movie it's this weird like it's really quick it's it's only like seventy yeah. or eighty minutes or something like that um, but yeah I thought it, it's just like a fucking no. No meat on the bo- bones, sort of noir. Like but that's it the sounds thing, like there's a- meat on the bones because it takes a while for it to get going. Like you said, I don't know. Like, well, even like the story, the like the, the it, it is a little bit slow, but the story is like very efficient in how it's playing all the beats. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 that pulp novel, yeah. Like that somebody just like you can you can read in a, an hour or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like it's not top tier noir for me, but it's got some stuff that I. I really, was just really surprised enjoyed. from from Criterion. Like, there's so much better noirs. I'm surprised to pick that this because this was out before so many other like. Well, I think this this was uh, basically lost because it, it was a it was a like a, a such a low budget feature, yeah. um, and a lot of people. That's the thing too. I didn't feel it looked that great compared to a lot of noirs. It was like a, it wasn't an indie, but I guess a cheap. Oh yeah, it was an indie. It was like did they have indies in like the nineteen. I, I think it was like a side side producer yeah. that put this together. Maybe the company even fell apart. But there's like a lot of um, a lot of major 
uh, directors have always stated this, like they got to see this at some revival. Yeah, it's, thing. Got, a, it's got a pretty big fan base. Like, yeah, I just I thought there would have been more attention too, because when you read the plot that he has to drive through and there's a body in the back, like they don't really do much with that. It's not until she comes in, and and even then, like you never feel like he's ever in trouble. You never feel like that she's actually going to go to the cops. You know, she's just going to use him to get the money out of her. Like I don't know. I thought there could have been more tension right. with, with all that. But anyways, I'm going to give it five and a half out of ten. Um, not my favorite noir at all. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't hate it. It's just like it was fine. I just, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm going to go back to many others before that one. Uh, what else do you guys got? Beto, go ahead. Uh, so I watched uh, from, uh, what was I was going to say? Yes, I watched a, a noir uh, from 1945, Leave Her to Heaven. This is a noir that's in color. This is kind of like an, an odd... Uh, there's there's a few, but there's not too many. And this is directed by John M. Stahl. It, it's the year after Laura and stars Gene Turney again. This time she's definitely a more unstable version yeah. of 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 that care uh, of that of the, the actress. And I, I think she was nominated or she won the best actor for this this one. Doesn't, doesn't this have Vincent Price in it? It again has Vincent Price. Oh, I was awesome. going to say that. So Vincent Price again is her jilted lover. Oh, so he's like a still like a, like, a, like a dick? Oh, <laughs> she, oh she, she's the one from uh, Laura. Laura. She's, she's oh, she Laura. Laura. Okay. Oh, it's like a sequel? No, it has nothing to do with it. It's just the next year. And oh. then it also has Vincent Price again as the boyfriend that she kicks to the curb uh-huh. sort of deal. All right. Uh, uh, so basically it's this... This guy, uh, this writer, who meets her on a on a kind of a meet cute on a train. Uh, they're going to the same place in this uh, New Mexico or Arizona kind of like uh, ranch where they're going to stay. Um, and they don't know each other before this, and they quickly like I don't know. He's just he's just drawn to her. He, he's, there's mm-hmm. something about her, um, and it's actually they're going there to spread her father's ashes. And there's this great kind of sequence where she's like spreading the ashes ashes out in the in this beautiful New Mexico background it's it's quite 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 the uh, cinematography the whole thing looks incredible it's technicolor so all the colors don't look the exactly the way they're supposed to but they look I, I awesome that it's not like recolorized like no. a, like the old Turner classics that they kind of fucked no, up no no this or... was made in color in 1945 good, good, good. but everything's a little bit surreal because of that so she seems almost like this perfect w- woman and mm-hmm. and he quickly falls for her but then you just you're starting to get these cracks in her so quick what so Vincent Price comes and she's already like decided she's going to marry this this writer and she just takes him in another room and she's just brutal with him how he gets rid uh, rid of him and then it, you know more and more cracks start to show she's just obsessive about whoever she loves she was like that with her father and now she's like this with this writer and nobody else can take over so even her mom and her sister she doesn't want them around she does all this weird stuff and he's got this sickly brother Danny who has to be around and she almost pretends to be like on his side, but really just wants to get rid of him. Um, it's definitely more of a, a drama in a lot of ways than than a classic noir. Uh, it, it, the melodrama aspects are, are definitely front mm. front and center with this one. Do you consider it a noir if it's in color, or would that be neo noir? Like once it's in color, is it now? I think maybe like that. You could consider it like the first. Neo noir, neo noir, maybe. I, yeah. I don't know. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, it, it's really great. Gene Tierney's 
fucking phenomenal in this movie. Completely different from Laura. Just an incredible kind of unhinged, a heightened performance, but never never goes too far off the ground. Uh, I'm going to give it, I, I think I'm going to give it an eight. I think it's oh, nice. a, a really good. solid eight. I've yeah. actually owned this. Like Criterion's put it out now, but I guess before them, Twi- Twilight Time put like a limited release out. So I've owned that. I haven't watched it. I've owned it since it came out. But uh, Yeah, it was leaving Criterion Channel this month. So, so I, I had thought, to oh, check I should, on it. I should watch this. Nice. Cool. I watched uh, Used Cars, I guess from 1980 oh, nice. with Kurt Russell and uh, uh, okay, I forget yeah. who else. This movie is a ton of fun, man. Like, I guess problematic these days, but I was watching this. It's just a bunch of people trying to save a used car lot by like any means necessary. I guess what happens is uh, the owner of the used car lot ends up passing away, but his twin brother owns a nicer, the new car lot across the street, and he's trying to buy it so um, – he can have the entire land. So it's up to Kurt Russell to make sure he thinks that his twin brother's still alive. It's played by the same fella. I forget the guy's name. But it's him just doing all these pranks. Well, his his and buddy's like, the guy from Terrorvision, the died yeah, Terrorvision. I can't remember his it. name. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. In, he's uh, been Phantom in, of the Paradise. He's been in a lot of he's stuff. Meet, he's meeting Phantom of the Paradise, mm-hmm. isn't he? You got it. Um, he's, yeah, he's a fun actor. So anyways, it's just like them having fun with it. Like, inter- yeah. uh, Michael McKeenan from uh, Better Call Saul is actually one of the, uh, the nerds who have to break into the satellite and uh, turn... This uh, is pre-Spinal Tap. You got it. Oh, interesting. I I guess what they're doing is they're making their own commercials and somehow breaking the uh, satellite code so they put it out through the uh, Super Bowls (laughs) and like presidential speeches and stuff like that. So yeah, they're making all these great commercials like and them shooting guns at the cars like at two high prices. (laughs) It's got a great cast. I'm looking at the cast and yeah, there's so many like Al Lewis in there, Mm -hmm. Joe uh, Flatterty. Um, Jack oh, Gordon. Joe Flaherty. Yeah, yeah. Flaherty, he's sorry. the mayor's Jack assistant. Gordon. He comes in, makes oh, this a few is jokes. Zemeckis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually Shell Factory is giving it a 4K release. Oh, awesome. Uh, any, any, any day now. Oh, yeah. Like Jack Warden plays the, 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 the brothers yeah. or the twins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have this, uh, I think again, a Twilight Time. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's fun. It's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. I had a good time. I'm giving it a 7.5. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Um, I guess I'll jump into two two comedies super quick. Um, I watched uh, first one I'll talk about because Adam watched as well. Night at the Opera from 1935. This is a Marx Brothers film. This is my first Marx oh, Brothers film. Right, oh, right. Um, I really like them. Like all the yeah. actors, they were super fun. I didn't love this movie. Like there's some great sequences, but mm-hmm. then like it's also uh, a musical because it's about them getting to opera. So sometimes they'll cut to like a full five minute song. Um, which I didn't dig yeah, into. Yeah, there's that. three. I, I I only really have issues with the one, like the the musical. And number. I find the lead is not that interesting. Like I like the, the lead that's going to be the opera singer. I didn't really care about. Yeah, him and his story. Just give me the Marx Brothers and their and their. So this their, is when uh, they went gags. to MGM, and I guess once they did that, they were like, oh, we need to have more like plot and and relatable other characters. So oh, they okay. start. That's why you have Kitty Carlson and whatever that mm-hmm. the lead guy is who. At least he tr- he knows that whenever he's around the Marx Brothers, to just let them yeah, do their thing. Yeah. Do their thing. Um, but yeah, yeah there, there's the one sequence uh, where they're singing like the love song on the the side of the boat. The boat where I was kind of like, this doesn't belong in a Marx Brothers movie at <laughs> no. all. Though the, now the sequence where they're playing their instruments, I actually love because they could actually play. Right. Yeah, that, that's kind of fun. Yeah, uh, it, that's the longest musical sequence. Yeah. Um, I think it goes on maybe a little bit too long, but it is still kind of yeah. Funny. And you can see like they didn't tell anybody that no. they could play all these instru- instruments 
Uh, and That's one you're talking about the kids and stuff. The right? kids yeah, are watching, yeah. and the grandmother's watching. And they're actually blown away at all this, and it's fun and jokey, and they're yeah. doing psych eggs mm-hmm. at the same time, like the way they play yeah. piano. Or right, right, right. just how it opens is so fun too. Where he's at the uh, the dinner with the, the woman. Oh yeah, I, I, I can't even explain it. I'm not going to try quoting it, but that's fun. There's a great scene in, in the cabin where uh, of the the the, the boat that's, that's a classic. Where they just keep on bringing yeah. people in. Yeah, like. It, I didn't love this film. I'll say that right now, but I'm excited. Like I want to check out more of their other films. Yeah, I, I like, think. like it, they, they, there's monkey there's, business, there's a lot of great or duck stuff soup. In there. Yeah, like it's just pure them. Yeah, like pure insanity for an hour and a half. Yeah, like anytime they were on screen doing their gags, or even where he signed the contract. Contract. That scene is so good. All that stuff is great. It's all the other stuff that wasn't them. That which, I, that which is probably only out. about. 15, 20 minutes of the movie, but I agree. That's what yeah. why this isn't like a, as much of a classic yeah. for me as well. So this is going to probably kill you because I'm assuming this is a big film for you. But I, I'm I can, I can only I'm only going to go six out of ten on this one. Like uh, I'm only giving it I'm giving it seven point five. Oh, okay, uh, it's not a it's not a big one for for me. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I haven't seen I this. This was the first out, time uh, watch. Okay, uh, I do, I'm going to check out Duck Soup and uh, yeah, I knew about that one. Monkey Business is is maybe even. I think there's Crazier. a box set, and I think it has like th- those two, and then two other ones. And it's not that expensive, so I might pick up that. Yeah. So once they go here, now this was their biggest movie ever. Yeah. So they they were right. You put just a standard love story with the Marx Brothers. Well, it and was that like stuff a was big hit. at the time. Musicals, mm-hmm. opera, like that was. I mean, there's a lot of those films from that time that you know that's the focus. Yeah, and they're and making fun that, of right? the opera like, for the most part, right? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I, I think also. I thought about this afterwards. If I watched this again and knew what I was getting into, that because I thought about how much that actually takes up of screen time, and it's pretty minor. Like even when they're singing the song on the the ship, and it's that and that warbly tone that they would do in like the thirties, forties. Yeah, um, Groucho starts running around doing like a bunch of shit to people. <laughs> so so like you you're you're still but there's getting still that. sequences of like in the opera it opens up near the beginning there's like you're listening to them singing there's not really gags going on during that I guess but that's probably like I don't minutes. know maybe one or two minutes just to set up that they're opera singers yeah. uh, and quickly the, the opera does devolve into just like yeah. them doing crazy shit um, but yeah I agree not like the, that that held me back from totally loving that one um, I'll, I'll race through and then I watched My Blue Heaven from 1990. Uh, Rick Moranis? Yeah, Rick Moranis, Steve Martin. I've been trying to go through like the Steve Martin. I, I have a couple other ones I want to watch. Uh, Joan Cusack is in there. So Steve Martin, I guess it could be problematic because Steve Martin's playing an Italian gangster. Um, and he's in part of the witness protection program. I guess he's going to uh, testify against the mob. Um, but he keeps on getting into trouble when he's not worried because he pretty much has a get-out-of-jail-free card because anytime mm-hmm. he does something, Rick Moranis is like, no, you can't arrest him. Like, we need him. Yeah. To testify, because so because they put him in like uh, to hide out in this small like little town where Joan Cusack is the um uh she's not the sheriff but whatever I, I think she's like deputy wh- whatever yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trapped, whatever she is in, in the police um and so there's like a confrontation there but then there's kind of like a romance there between her and Moranis as well um yeah and then and Steve Martin finds out that like. All the people they've been putting high, and it's like all his previous mob buddies that, like, you know, testified previously are all there. So he's like, ah, oh, we could take advantage of this. Like, because he finds out, oh, like, I'm getting all this money and this is great. And they're like, you know, that ends, right? Like, as soon as you testify, you have to find and get a shitty job to survive. And he's like, oh, I don't want to do that. Let's, like, you know, put get the game back together and, and we'll do it there here. But th- there's, 
it's one of those films where like there's some really great moments. Like I love where Steve Martin goes in the grocery store and they're like, welcome the blah, blah, blah. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then he's going and he gets like the, uh, the price, um, uh, I don't know. What do you call it? You put price the stickers gun? on. Yeah. The price gun. And he gets a hold of that and he's just going to like all the, the expensive <laughs> steaks and everything. He's just putting for like 50 cents. So it's like him buying. He's, it's like $30 and he's got this huge card of like all expensive shit. Um, yeah, there's, he, he's, he's great in it. I mean, it's this weird, like, I don't know if it's offensive. It's this weird Italian thing. I don't even know what he's doing. Yeah, like, I, I remember he had like a, let me tell you, an, I got an anchor yeah, like for it's you guys. A, <laughs> <Let> me, uh, <laughs> it's not like a, it's, yeah, it's not your typical, like, stereotypical Italian mm-hmm. impression. It's kind of this weird thing he's doing. But I still had fun with it. I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten. Um, again, it's one of those films where they try to add, like, romance and other. Just, like, give me, give me the, the funny give stuff. Give me Steve Martin. Give me the funny, man. Um. What else you guys got? Uh, so I also watched a, a Steve Martin movie, The Man with Two Brains, from 1983, one of the movies he made with Carl Reiner. This is basically, he's a world-renowned brain surgeon who, uh, I don't even know if I need to go on the <laughs> plot. Like, it, like he's, he's, he, he basically falls in love with this woman, played by Kathleen Turner, who's, who's kind of like a sadist to whoever her partner is and she's always trying to like mess with them and really he, Steve Martin's character is just a horn dog so she just knows to like rile him up and then just like disappear and then have affairs with other people or what, whatever. <laughs> Kathleen Turner is actually quite excellent because she turns a character that could be easily misogynistic uh, and, and and flips it so there there is some power and agency there. I think occasionally it devolves into it, it, some of the jokes are a little bit too cheap most of the time though the jokes are just absurd silly totally early like late 70s early 80s steve martin where he is just playing things in the most wacky ungrounded way possible i remember when i first saw this movie i didn't think i knew it was going to be that and i didn't like it i was like what the fuck is going on and and then like i somehow i started looking up clips on youtube and I was like, all oh, this stuff was like hilarious and yeah. awesome. So I ended up picking up the Blu-ray. I have this on my list to, to watch. I just haven't got to it. Because you had watched this before? I had seen it a long time before yeah. and didn't really like it. Yeah. But again, I think I was like, I don't know. I think I was like thinking it's going to be like a Steve Martin parenthood type. Like, yeah. Uh, and, and the early 80s stuff. It is, is totally like yeah. satirical, like yeah. totally out like, fucked up. Like, like he ends up like being a, in love with a brain. Shit. Yeah, yeah. And they have like a love scene on a, a <laughs> rowboat that's just <laughs> that's so fucking awesome. hilarious. Uh, it's really, really funny. I think occasionally, like the jokes, do, uh, the cheap jokes, occasionally like grind things to a halt a mm-hmm. bit. Um, but there's way more laughs than 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 misses. I'm gonna give it seven point five. That good, eh? Awesome. He's so good at this this time. Yeah, because like he did this on the heels of the jerk, or yeah, I think there? this is just after the jerk, and maybe. The Devil... Three Amigos? Don't Wear Plaid. Before Three Amigos. This might be the last one he made with Carl Reiner. I'm trying to think if he made the the Dead Man, Don't Wear Plaid. Yeah, he made that one before. Yeah, I picked up that too. Do I have to and then, Oh, yeah, and then they made All of Me where him and he's like Lily Tomlin's in his body or whatever. Have you ever seen that one? That was awesome. That's a great movie as well. I haven't seen that forever, but I'm, I'm kind of like, I need to watch yeah, like yeah, the yeah, jerk just, again. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have the jerk to watch as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I, I've seen a bunch that one, that one as a kid, I remember like throwing me because he, it, again, it, it doesn't play by the normal movie rules and yeah. plot. And, and you have to kind of, I think have a pretty good movie DNA because they're referencing so many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're so fun. I wa- watch this actually because of David Warner, uh, who p- who passed away in July. Uh, 
uh, you know, from In the Mouth of Madness and The Omen, and and uh, he's in that all anthology. I think he did a bunch of Amicus, didn't he? Yeah, I did uh, one of those anthologies. Yeah, he did Waxwork and and Body Bags, but there's one I'm trying to think of that all of us um, really like. From, um... anyways, yeah. great actor. Oh, from Beyond the Grave. Yeah, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, he's great in that. And he's great in this as the mad scientist putting the brains in these gorillas and it doesn't quite work out. <laughs> he plays mad scientist like, better than anybody. Right? Yeah, like, he's, <laughs> he's so like gentlemanly yeah. as, as well. So great movie. Awesome. Howdy. I watched uh, this movie called The Sinful Dwarf. Have you guys heard of this? I, I feel like you watch this movie like every No, no, no. Months. This is my first, this is my first watch. <laughs> What? Uh, it's my first time watching. I picked it up on uh, um, what are the? Uh, is this a porno? Yeah, it, it is. Uh, the Sinful Dwarf is a porn. It's like an X, X triple X rated Danish movie. I watched the American version called The Abducted Bride, uh, okay. which takes out all the uh, the sex scenes, hardcore sex scenes. Yeah. There's still a lot of uh, TNA and so you've never and seen the full cut. Never, full I've never like I, I, I don't know if I want to because this was pretty. It was interesting to watch. Uh, this this gentleman. <laughs> I guess he was a kids' show host in like a, a Holland or something like that. Like he is a, a little person, and he's he is so uh, creepy looking. He's always giggling, and him and his mom, who used to be a cabaret singer and dancer, who uh, retired out of it, I guess aged out of it. They now have this um, hotel where people come in, and they stay. But what they're doing is they're getting these girls and they're hooking them on heroin and keeping them upstairs as sex dolls, apparently. And like they just people come in and rape them because they're all high on heroin and this guy is just kind of using these toys like to bring in drugs to the movie's fucking insane <laughs> it's it's like uh, almost like like a, like a not even a rape revenge i don't even know how to describe this movie but there's like comedy elements too like as like yeah. these girls are getting raped there's a girl doing a cabaret show and the guys are kind of like <laughs> humping to the sound of the congas and like this is such a weird fucking movie, man. And the kid's always like giggling about like his toys as he's like playing with them and as he's taking out the heroin. The movie's fucking insane, man. Hmm. 6.5. 6.5, wow. <laughs> it's one of the movies that you will never see another movie like this. It's, it's 70s exploitation sleaze at its best. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I watched uh, a couple of Kino here. Uh, they they just recently put out a bunch of nature gun amok TV films, which is totally my bag. Uh, they released mm. Terror in the Sky, um, Ants, and uh, Tarantula is the Deadly Cargo from 1977. Are these TV movies I know? What? Yeah, they're TV yeah. films. Yeah. So this one I've been wanting to see. Uh, stars Claude uh, Aikens, Pat Hingle. Uh, Tom Atkins is in there, but just at the beginning, unfortunately. He's actually the best part. I wish he was in it more. So it opens up him and his buddy are, I guess they're smuggling coffee beans from uh, South America to the United States. Uh, and of course, some tarantulas sneak in there. They, uh, they they come out and the plane ends up crashing in the small little town of uh, Finleyville. Um, the tone is kind of a bit messy, I found. Like it's not, doesn't follow, like, even though, yes, the, the trenches attack at the beginning, then it's like almost like this disaster movie where they're dealing with this plane that crashed and blah, blah, blah. It takes a while before the trenches start going on their attack. Um, but it, it does pick up uh, by the end. Um, yeah, th there's, um, there's a kill on there that I'll say is like pretty ballsy and terrifying. Um, like for a TV film, it's like it kind of mm. shocked me that they had that. Ballsy but, um, in the way the simple dwarf would show ballsy? <laughs> Probably that was a that very type, ballsy yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, I don't have too much to say about it. it it's not it's not top tier nature gun amok for me. Um, I, I'm gonna still give it six out of ten, but uh, yeah, n- not a uh, strong one for me. They just picked up that on DVD for off of you like ages ago. I'm like, I was gonna watch it this yeah. October, but I wish, yeah, Tom Atkins. Yeah. I wish he was in it more because he's like, he's <laughs> feel, still fun even. I then. feel that on every movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then, and then I guess I'll jump in quickly. I watched um, Seven, which is another Kino film directed by Andy Sedaris. Okay. Uh, who did, of course, well, Hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, yeah, his movies are always fun, but I always feel like they, they, it's like a joke that goes on too long. <laughs> this one, uh, this government hires this freelance agent to put together a team of seven recruits. Uh, they each have their individual skills, and they're going to take out this cartel of seven mobsters who are trying to take over Hawaii. So you have William Smith plays the lead. He's kind of like this weird, like unattractive, but he's like suave in the movie. And all women are taking their tops off to him all the time. It's Andy Sedaris. So like yeah. every, every woman's taking her top off whenever she can for no reason. Like, oh, let me just walk around with my tits hanging out for this scene. Tan lines, um, baby. You don't yeah. want tan lines. <laughs> um, Martin Cove is in there as one of the villains, of course, from the the, the bad guy from Karate Kid. Um, there's this great villain. He's like this skinny Hulk Hogan looking mo- motherfucker that just skates around on a skateboard the whole movie, <laughs> killing people. But it looks like like a forty year old guy that's dressing like he's like a twelve year old kid, <laughs> like with like a beanie cap on. Or yeah, like, like that? it's it's just supposed to look like he's got the striped t shirt. Like he's supposed to look like you know a young kid skateboarding something. So that's kind of fun. Um, yeah, uh, Reggie Nelder's in there. Who um, you probably don't recognize the name, but you've probably seen him stuff. He was in Bird with Crystal Plumage. He's in Mark of the Devil. He's this guy. Like I guess his face was disfigured um, due to like um, I guess burns or something, like pockmarks. So he's got this. He's got this great villain look. He's always a villain in everything because of that. Um, and Art, Art Matreno is in there, who is uh, Melser from the Police Academy oh, films. Awesome. It's just, yeah, there's not much to say about it. Um, it's kind of cool. Um, the setups, how like, they take out the villains is a lot of fun. But it's one of those movies, like, it's only an hour and, a f- an hour and 40, and it, it drags at times. Like, you, yeah. you kind of... You, f- you feel that where like you get an intro to every single agent, then you get an intro to every single villain. Right. And it's not that interesting. Um, you know, some of the stuff again where it's a silly take on Bond is fun, but I want mm-hmm. more. I'm going to still give it six and a half. I mean, I. Like, I is there any uh, enjoyed... snakes that have been bit by radioactive rats? <laughs> it's not as good as Hard Ticket to Hawaii, uh, not quite as ridiculous. This is like early Sedaris, 1979. Oh, so okay. I think this is one of his maybe. Did you end up watching Malibu Express for 1985 or no? I haven't watched that. I've seen yeah. Hard Ticket to Hawaii, I've seen this one, and I've seen, I feel like I've seen one other mm-hmm. film. But uh, yeah, he's a mixed bag. I mean, I, I love just the stupidness yeah. of some of the, these movies. Like, but uh, what else did you watch, Adam? Uh, so I watched from 2021, uh, so not too far in the past, uh, Belfast. So this is the Kenneth Branagh semi-autobiographical movie mm-hmm. that was shot in black and white about his time in, in Belfast as, as a childhood. It's, so it's kind of a coming-age movie, but it's also kind of about the troubles that were happening, you know, mm-hmm. w- b- between the Protestants and the Catholics in Northern Ireland. Uh, it opens up with, well, it actually opens up with what looks like a tourism ad for Belfast na- now. It's got all these drone shots going over, but it looks like it's supposed to be your background from Google. Like, <laughs> like, like it, it's really weird. Like, it's your screensaver. If you, yeah. if you have Amazon Prime, it would just go up and you'd see all this nice Belfast. Mm-hmm. And then it has this kind of like cheesy shot where it goes over a wall and then you're in the neighborhood and it's now in black and white. And I was like, oh man. This Here we gonna, are. Not, this doesn't seem promising. But then the opening sequence where this gang comes through this neighborhood and everyone's having fun. The kids are playing soccer or sword fights and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And they come down the street and they got the Molotov cocktails and they're saying everybody, 
but he, it's a Protestant and Catholic neighborhood, and the Catholics got to go. And these these Protestant guys are coming in; they're causing terror. And it's other than you know, there's kind of like a a show offy sort of um, seven twenty around this young kid mm-hmm. who's kind of our surrogate in a way through this movie. Uh, it stars. Uh, 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 Katrina Balfi, uh, who's most known for Outliner, is the Ma. Uh, Jamie Doran as Pa, uh, who's known for the Fifty Shades, but he's been in a bunch of other mm. things where he's been quite good. Kieran Hines, who I love, is Pop, and then also Judy Dench. But there's, is the there's Pa, there's Pop. <laughs> there's Mop. The names are Buddy, Ma, Pa, Granny, Pop. That's okay. the lead characters. Fair uh, enough. They couldn't even go Da. <laughs> they couldn't even go Da. Uh, so you you've got them struggling should we stay it's dangerous jamie dorm works in england because uh, that's the only place he can get uh, a job so he only comes back every two weeks so he's an absentee father for the most part mm-hmm. all of this kind of plays like I, I as i started watching i started thinking you know what? there was something i saw that was better like biographical and black and white what aroma which feels so yeah. lived in and this feels like the uh, uh, the opposite it's like very hollywood scrubbed yeah I, I do think you get an incredible performance from kieran hines who you probably would know from there will be blood or uh, in bruges tinker taylor to- soldier spy munich he's in a million things miami vice uh-huh. uh he's the kind of head should have saved it for next episode yeah man. i should have i guess i didn't see that connection <laughs> Uh, anyways, it feels all a little bit cheap. It doesn't totally see it from the boy's eyes. Like, it keeps going back and, and from different viewpoints. There is some sweet stuff with the boy, like trying to, uh, this little girl, he wants to know better, so he tries to do better at math, and the the paw makes him kind of cheat by not writing his numbers correctly, so maybe it could be a two or a six. <laughs> and then, you never know, like... The, the odds are in your favor at that point. Yeah, um... Uh, but I'm gonna give it 5.5. 5. I, I, yeah, I, I feel well, like it's a, really, it's uh, kind of a miss. I don't feel like it's really autobiographical in, yeah. in him showing uh, a, a, a revealing portrait or an intimate portrait of his mm-hmm. childhood. It felt a little paint by numbers. Yeah, that's thanks. Hey, go ahead. Yeah, uh, sticking with the Kino, I did Busting from 1974. This is uh, Peter Himes, uh, theatrical director debut. Actually, uh, stars Elliot Gould. Gold? Gold? Gold. Gold. Um, Gold? <laughs> Why did you say it like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Gold. Gold. Um, and Robert Blake. Uh, they're L.A. police detectives. Um, I guess this was the main inspiration for Starsky and Hutch. Oh. I'm just glad um, it wasn't the main inspiration of Robert Blake murdering uh, anyone. <laughs> oh, did he become a murderer? Who is Ro- this? Yeah, Robert Blake. Didn't he murder his, his girlfriend or something? Or I'm thinking someone else that I'm just accusing <laughs> yeah, being a murderer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll look that up while you yeah, talk about exactly. the movie. Yeah, oh, exactly. Maybe you're right. You oh. talk about the movie. I'll, yeah, anyway. I'll, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not too much to it. It's kind of like this fun buddy cop movie, but also has like a serious side uh, when needed. It's called Busted? Uh, b- busting. Busting. Um, they're trying to throw at this uh, crime boss, Carl Rizzo, um, but unfortunately he has his influence in the city and the apartment, so anytime they r- arrest a prostitute or drug dealer, evidence goes missing, whatever, and those people get off. Um, realizing they realize, well, we can't do anything to stop this guy with arrest, so let's just fucking harass him. So it's them like following him everywhere he goes and just constantly, uh, you know, being a thorn in his side. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the camaraderie and dialogue between the two cops are just fine. I mean, there's some elevated stuff in a gay bar there that would not fly mm-hmm. these days, obviously. Um, 
there, there's a great like uh, on foot chase scene that's like it's not fully one take, but it definitely feels like it. Like it's just it's one of the best uh, you know on foot chase yeah. scenes uh, I've I've seen. Uh, yeah, I, I dug it. I don't have too much to say about it. Um, I'm gonna give it seven out of ten. Just that good, uh, eh? the way those two cops play off each. Other. I'm I like. I'm becoming an Elliot uh, Gold fan. Gold yeah. Fan. Have you seen the the last? Oh, the long, long good, no, long that, good I buy? have that on my list to watch. Actually, um, did you um, not buying that? Was it Kino that just came out with it for cheap? Yeah, they well, they have they have two releases. Yeah. That's been like one of debatable which one's better, the old mm. one, or the new tr- transfer. Um, um, yeah, it's a uh, that that is like uh, one of my favorite like seventies kind of noirs. Mm-hmm. It's pretty ramshackle, like in terms of how the plot comes together mm-hmm. and everything. But it uh, works. It, it it works for me. Great Altman film. So I have two more. How many do you have to talk about? Um, I, I I'll do uh-huh. one more. Okay. And yeah. and Robert Blake, yes, he was acquitted, but then was uh, uh, in the wrongful death suit. He he the civil suit. Uh-huh. Uh, he was declared. Uh, so we weren't being slanderous. Okay. Uh, we weren't scandalous. Yes, slanderous. Uh, slanderous. Yes. Because libel. Yeah, it's red. a scand. Yeah. It was a scandal. It's a scandal slander. Yeah. Uh, so I watched um, from 2022 only murderers in the only murders in the building um, uh, season two. This starts Steve Martin again, mm. uh, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez, a, a comedy du- a trio that you never thought you'd kind of see, like the first <laughs> yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they work so well. Have either of you seen any of this? I haven't seen any of. It. I've heard good things though. Yeah, like I'm watching it. It's really watching. good. Uh, mm. And and. You, I guess Steve Martin's had this idea for years and years and years, and he went, imagine this, Steve Martin goes to pitch meetings, I guess for like 20 years, and people mm-hmm. basically just, oh, I met Steve Martin and listened to his pitch, but they don't ever make his yeah. movie or make his show. He, so he stopped going to them, and then finally some serendipitous thing came together, and this show about these like three people that kind of stumble into a, a murder and 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 have to do the, like look into it and they make a podcast around it um was hugely suce- successful it's like awesome. the biggest show on on Hulu i guess uh and the second season it it takes place right afterwards i, I won't go into the plot too much in case you haven't mm. seen season 1 but anybody that's worried that it wouldn't kind of live up to uh the, the kind season. of the first season, the heights, the comedy interplay. Uh, you don't have anything to worry. It's it's light, uh, but but also like <clears throat> you can tell like they really care about this. Mm-hmm. Like this is an idea, and I guess the only reason Steve Martin would make this is if they shot in New York and Martin Short was his his <laughs> is uh, uh, the other le- lead in it with him. Hmm. Um, Selena Gomez definitely seems like a weird like. Is she a good actress? I can't think of. I'm trying to I, 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 I feel like I saw in one other thing. Was she, she in was Spring Breakers? It. Was that her? Yeah, oh, she's in Spring her. Breakers, where she's yeah. pretty good in Spring Breakers. The Dead Don't Die she was in, uh, yeah. which I think everybody has a little bit of... Yeah. Nobody comes out ahead in that movie yeah. too, too much. Mm. Um, you know, Adam Driver. Yeah. He is great in that movie. They're, they're, they're ghouls. Yeah, they're ghouls. <laughs> yeah, him, and some of the stuff yeah. with him and Bill Murray yeah. are, 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 is quite good anyway. Anyways, not, not about <laughs> yeah, the dead or yeah. die. Uh, season two, I, I'm going to give it, uh, I'm going to give it, I'm gonna, I think 7.5. I, li- I, okay. I think I gave eight to the first season. Yeah. I think I, this one, I didn't quite feel like was quite as good. And, and maybe it's just like, you know, it's, it's a very similar thing, but... Yeah. Uh, it's it's awesome. It's, I'm glad. I, and I guess this might be it for Steve Martin. He's hmm. he's saying he's probably I'm done after. Whenever this the show's finished, he's probably going to give it up. 
Um, he's got a lot of interest. He's always like writing books and he's always like playing his banjo and whatnot. <laughs> he's one of the like this art collection that's mm-hmm. supposed to be worth like just a crazy amount of money. He's one of them guys that like if he doesn't uh, dig it, he's like, you know what, I'm out. Even like with his stand up, he was doing so well. He's at the height of like his stand up career, and he's like, you know what, I'm done. Born standing up, his yeah. his uh, autobiography so is good. so good. It's one of my f- favorite mm. uh, books. Yeah, that's about like an artist doing art. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> uh, watch another Kino movie, Treasure of the Four Crowns, 1983. This is an American-Italian-Spanish co-production, so you know it's going to be great. Um, shot in 3D. This is like totally the most 3D film ever. Everything is sticking at Yeah, your tomatoes face. again, crushing I your really face. I really wish I had was able to watch in 3D. So it opens up this wacky Raiders are Lost Ark, you know, the opening with the ball. This like does it, but it does it like times 10. It's 20 minutes long. You got everything in Arrows there. Arrows flying at you. Snakes, vultures. They fucking throw pterodactyls at one point. And you're like, <laughs> so, where did that come from? That makes no sense. Uh, spikes, haunted skeletons, and night armor coming to life and all this shit. Anyways, it's all for him to get this key that goes in this crown and it opens up and it's going to reveal whatever. I don't think it reveals anything. I think it reveals that there's other crowns, which they already yeah. knew about. Anyways. Just a MacGuffin. There's four crowns. One of them's been destroyed. So there's actually three crowns. This cult leader, uh, uh, brother Jonas, who lives in this castle with his, his uh, followers, has the crowns and they got to break in. So this guy, kind of this weird lead. Um, anyways, he's going to gather... A group of his buddies. He's got this al- this thief who's now an alcoholic, a clown. This who's like old now. He's got a heart condition, and his young acrobatic daughter. And they're gonna break right. in uh, to this castle and, and steal these crowns. Um, it feels stretched out. Like I I wanted. If you watch a trailer, you're like, this is gonna be the greatest movie mm-hmm. ever. It doesn't quite deliver that, but there's some great stuff. There's weird stuff where like he goes to get the alcoholic thief. And all of a sudden, the key comes to life, and it starts flying fucking around the room, and then wind's blowing, and everything's blowing up, and you're like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Um, the heist is kind of cool. I, I think it's supposed to be a rip, it ripped off some other, like, 70s or 60s heist French film or something. I don't know. But it's kind of cool where they, ha- they have to stay up high the whole time, but go through all these, like, I don't know how to explain it, but it was kind of cool, even if, again, it stretched out. It just fucking, like, the last 20 minutes, man, it's just like, who the fuck cares throws everything out of the kitchen sink. It's it's pure insanity. Mm-hmm. There's flames going everywhere, fucking head spinning, uh, faces melting, um, and shooting out ooze. Like, I don't even know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Do you care? You're like, this is awesome. You don't care, yeah. And then, like, the even the last shot, all of a sudden there's a bog creature coming out of the swamp that you've never seen this creature, never seen this swamp, has nothing to do with anything. It's just a creature to pop out at the screen for you. Um, yeah, I, I, I still dug this movie, even if at times it, it felt a little long, for this type of movie. I'm going to give it six and a half out of 10. Um, I do have one more quick, though. I'll be super quick on this um, because it leads into Michael Mann. I actually watched his, the first film he ever directed, also put out by Kino. Oh, Jericho Mile? Yeah, it's a TV film, Jericho Mile. I thought this was based on a true story, but I guess it's not. It totally feels like it could be. I guess it's won a bunch of Emmy awards, including three Emmys or something. Awesome. But uh, yeah, and and it was, of course, Michael Mann being Michael Mann. He went to a real Mm -hmm. prison. And shot with real inmates throughout. Um, but it's about this guy. He's sentenced to life for killing his father. Um, and so, you know, it's hard to relate to a murderer. But then you kind of, when you find out later on why you kind of like sympathize with them. But uh, anyways, to keep his mind off prison, he just runs a lot. Anytime they get to go out there, he runs around. And someone noticed something like, have you ever timed him like that? Seems like he's pretty fucking fast. And they do his time. They're like, wow, this guy's like 
doing it as fast as like the Olympic uh, racers. So they, mm-hmm. you know, this could, this is a big thing for the war, the war and stuff. They're getting excited. So they get like an uh, Olympic official and they time him and they have him racing with like some Olympic potentials and he's as good as them, if not better. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's the plot movie. I don't want to spoil too much where it goes. But then, of course, you do get the prison life. There's all the different sides, like the, the different side. The, the, the prison's pretty much divided up by race. You know and I mean, you got mm. the, the Mexican gang here, the white fucking KKK racist guys or whatever, and then the, the African-American uh, gang. And and he's the, the lead guy, though, just doesn't want to fucking... You know, deal with it. Deal with anyone. He just wants to live his life, and you know, I'm not trying to insult or get on anyone's uh, bad list. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is in there um, as the doctor. You have Brian uh, Dennehy as like the bad guy running the white gang. Nice. Uh, and you can't run away from all your problems. Yeah. Can he pulls out a knife. That kind yeah, of. Yeah, I'm used to seeing him from like yeah. FX. Uh, and then Peter Strauss. I don't really recognize this actor, but he's the lead. He was quite good in it. But yeah, it, it was fine. I mean, I'm not going to say it blew me away. I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten. It was enjoyable for like a TV film drama. Again, it's a it's a it's a TV film, so the prison stuff can never go too far. But there's still, you know, stabbings and that kind of shit that you expect in there. But, uh, yeah, you definitely see the potential that Michael Mann, you know, I mean, for his first film, you like this guy, you can kind of see some of that stuff there um, that he's going somewhere. And again, you can see that, you know, he went and fucking did his research. Like, it seemed kind of, yeah, he it seems does. real, yeah. but the toned down version yeah. of real, the TV version of real. So, yeah. Um, the, the real that, like, that we want to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I watched it, because I think this just went out of print. So I want to make sure I got it for my... Michael Mann collection before nice. it left uh, being one And of it's got Richard Moore. Richard Moore. B- Bull. Oh. I'm trying to think. I, I don't remember. Is him. he the prison guard? He, no, he's probably the he's white Joker guy. He's Joker Gibb. Oh. oh, he's probably like a guy in the, one of the prisoners in the background. And it's Jeff, uh, Jeffrey Lewis, not Jeffrey Rush, please. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, he must be really yeah. young. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jeffrey Lewis, so. Um, yeah, this is like Salem's Lot, Jeffrey mm. Lewis time. Um, yeah. That being said, Salem's Lot put off till next year, which is kind of shitty, right? Well, they don't even know it doesn't even ever release. Yeah. Warner's doing all kinds of shit. No one knows what's going on with it. I was kind of like upset. I was really excited about like Salem's yeah. Lot this year. Like, it's supposed to come right, out yeah, like, this month. But anyways, I'm hoping to watch Salem's Lot like before October starts, so I can kind of get the three hours yeah. in. Adam needs to watch that. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's I was incredible. we were I was yeah. waiting for our, our watching. You get the point and a half. It's worth it. Maybe. Maybe. But if we're going to do the series next yeah. year where we will actually yeah, watch true. it for the series. So, Anyways, uh, yeah, I guess for that, should we jump into or do, did you have one? No, let's no, do it. Let's do one. Uh, here is the trailer for Collateral from 2004. You know, if you had just listened to me, we'd be all bogged down in traffic right now and you would have made yourself an extra five bucks. Yeah, well, you keep that five bucks, buy something special. I got five stops to make. What's your name? Max. Max. I'm Vincent. I'll meet you in the alley behind the building. Oh, no! What the hell? You killed him. Red light, Max. Hold on, hold on. Man, you were gonna drive me around tonight and never be the wiser, but we're in the plan B. Now, we gotta make the best of it. Improvise, adapt to the environment. Whatever, man, we gotta roll with it. You just met him once and you kill him like that? But I should only kill people after I get to know them? 
I'm not up for this. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? There's a man named Vincent. I got another deal, Wade. He's already killed witnesses. He's coming to kill you. Max! I do this for a living! What's going? What's my work? Gotta roll with it. Adapt. Get your hands in the air! That's funny, coming from you. A cab driver finds himself the hostage of an engaging contract killer as he makes his rounds from hit to hit during one night in Los Angeles. Yes, we're talking about Michael Mann's uh, 2004 flick, Collateral, starring Jamie Foxx, Tom Cruise. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo, yeah, Jada, Jada Pickett Smith, Pickett Smith, and Javier uh, Bardem. Yeah, a bunch of actors actually that like Kira, before. Uh, uh, not uh, oh, who was that fella who was yeah, in the, the jazz scene? Uh, oh, he's great. Yeah, he's yeah. great in that. That might be the pinnacle of this movie. That scene, I love that scene. Yeah. I, I think the it's best part of this Barry movie. Shabaka Henley. Is that how you pronounce his name? He's actually in the next movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he might he might even be in Black Hat. I'm trying to remember. Hmm. And actually, yeah, Jason Statham's even in there in a brief, Oh, yeah. Like, that seems cameo, so weird. Which he's supposed to be the transporter? Yeah, from the transporter, I guess. What they just kind of put in this, like... Why does that scene look different, too? Yeah. Like, why is it so... Well, there's a couple scenes. Well, I don't know in general, one. the movie yeah. flips around in mm. how it looks. But that one looks unlike any of the other scenes. There's, like, this crazy grain. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, again, so this is like Michael Mann testing out. I think he's one of the first to shoot, a, a, at least for big um, directors, to shoot a movie on an HD uh, or digital camera. Sorry. Oh, okay. So this is him like before the technology, I think, is really there. I think yeah. watching it now, you know, there, there's some stuff. That, like his big thing was this allowed me to shoot at nighttime. I can just take it in without setting mm-hmm. up all the, like, the lighting and everything. I can get natural lighting. Mm-hmm. But I find like, I don't know, the night scenes kind of look shitty. There. They it's look so terrible. Yeah. So it's weird that he thought like this was the better option, and it's it's kind of unfortunate because from this point on he's stuck with the digital thing. He hasn't yeah. went back to film. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think as it get like I think personally, even you know, Public Enemies makes no sense as digital, but I don't think it's noticeable there. Even Miami Vice, there's a couple scenes which we will get into then yeah. that are great and don't look as great. But for the most part, it's not as noticeable. I think this one though, it definitely it's like, like that one scene in Heat that we watched where yeah. we were all like, oh, this one looks so much worse than everything yeah. else with a fake background. And he was like, you know what? That's my favorite looking scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna make everything for the yeah. rest of my yeah. career look like this. I I for, I didn't realize. But I don't think, I don't think it looks like that. No, I know, I know. Fake. This is yeah. more that it like but it cuts some to of them, like really grainy. They, then it cuts to. But they look bizarre. Like mm-hmm. some of the shots uh, in the cab where where they're shooting up at these weird angles. It just it looks like a taxi cab confession show. Yeah, at that it's point. really it, bad. Like how I I I was not expecting. It, it's like when I went back to and it looks better than Twenty Eight Days Later, which mm-hmm. looks like you can't even tell what's going on in some of those dark scenes mm. with the digital cameras at, at that point. But that one, this was similar where I went, oh, it looks this bad? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and some of them don't because some of them are shot in film, and I guess the cinematographer also quit. 
Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I don't. I don't. I think the only scenes I, th- I heard they shot on film was the nightclub scene because he knew that one was going to be brightly lit. And but there's uh, there's yeah. still thirty percent is shot on film. So there's mm. st- stuff in the cabs that are mm. film. So and and there there's okay. there's edits made and sometimes you're like, why does this yeah. look so much different? Well, that was a film shot, and, this, and that uh, was a digital shot. I think I, I I get the impression like he did the digital thing was like, wow, this is so fucking easy. I can literally sit here with my camera and get nice zoomed in right in there. I can get right in there with these people and not have to worry about setting up all this. And he's another guy that loves lots of takes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Apparently he did. What was it like? I think one of Mark Ruffalo's scenes, he said he did 80 80 times. That's crazy. He's a perfectionist. Okay. I got to ask you guys, these actors in this, I feel that like of the three uh, masculine actors, uh, you could have switched them just one step to the left, and like uh, Mark Ruffalo is now uh, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is now Jamie Fox, and Jamie Fox is now like Mark Ruffalo. And this movie would be better. I feel like every single mm. actor in this was oh. miscalculated. I like Mark, Mark Ruffalo was completely forgettable. He's pretty Jamie forgettable. Fox, why is he like like a, a nerd who turns into this badass within like the span well, no, of like I, three see, hours? I, I disagree. Like, I, I think Jamie I feel Fox is no great art in this. Whatsoever. It I just, think I think the problem with this film is it does fall apart in that last like when it becomes an action movie the last mm-hmm. like maybe 20 minutes when t- Tom Cruise starts sniffing the air yeah yeah like I think like, up to that point I, I disagree though I think it's great I think Jamie Foxx is great I think Tom Cruise is just having I, a blast I, I, He's I, I did not buy Jamie Foxx whatsoever I, I felt he was a badass I, I think he didn't get a nomination yeah. for this or something or he maybe came I don't know uh, maybe it was like to apologize for Ray is why he got to get the uh, thing no Ray. sorry Ray was after yeah. this yeah. because yeah. I know that then his ego yeah. goes yeah. through the roof after yeah. Ray I I, uh, I don't I don't have the same misgivings as, and as even you. Tom Cruise, I feel like I, I don't understand his character whatsoever. Like, what do you mean? He starts off this like a, a cold, calculating fella. Then he gets really warm. All of a sudden, he's talking about his dad, and he kind of loses. No, his, but he like, does, he's not he warm there. Yeah. He even says like that's yeah. bullshit. He's manipulating. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I think Tom Cruise is having. A, I, I think he's fun in this. I don't I know. Like I feel this dialogue. is just a. I I I I like Tom Cruise up until maybe when it goes from like. Okay, this is supposed to be realistic, and then the last... That's what I mean. The yeah. last 20 minutes, it's like... Yeah. It doesn't even seem like a man move. No, like, it, it seems very... It, um, the fact that movie. it's Jada Pinkett from the beginning is... a. Yeah, well, it's too, well, yeah, it's yeah, too yeah, coincidental, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Like, I feel like... Her, J- the Jada Pinkett stuff and the... Mm-hmm. And the that opens up with Jamie mm-hmm. Foxx is a little bit cringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do find, like, some of that... I didn't notice too. She, the, the the song is on the radio, and and she's like, "I oh, turned that up," and he's like, "Hi, oh, you like the classics?" And that was a song that was like two years old at the time, or something. <laughs> I didn't even realize that, but um, yeah. I mean, this do, do we want to? Uh, we, we talked about the plot enough? No, yeah. yeah. I, I guess let's talk about the plot. Jamie Foxx is a cab driver. Uh, he meets Jamie uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Is just at the beginning. He drops her off. She's a lawyer. And then uh, Tom, they have a connection. They have a, some yeah. kind of connection. Uh, and yeah, Jimmy Fox has got big dreams. He's only doing this to save up and start his. Uh, it's going to be like a, it's a limo company, but it's going to be like an experience on wheels, I guess. Yeah. Like, what's the way to describe it? It's going <laughs> to be, be paradise on wheels. Paradise it's on a, wheels. It's, it's not a taxi. It's a lifestyle, baby. Yeah, I was going to say it's more of a lifestyle <laughs> brand. And Tom Cruise gets into his cab and, you know, he says, how about this? I, I got to make six stops. I'll pay you $600 or whatever it is if, if you just wait. And he's like, I can't do that. And he's like, I'll make it worth your while. Just, you know, whatever. And I, I do like how even early, 
early on, you can see Tom Cruise testing him oh, yeah, and yeah, testing yeah. his limits and seeing how he could manipulate him. And well, that, yeah, I, I like. I guess it's supposed to be a, at the beginning. He kind of like if if he's like angry or a prick to him, he's going to leave that cab right away. He's testing him right from the very first line, which I thought was kind of cool. But yeah, and then you find out that the stops are hits. Tom Cruise is a hitman, yeah, and he has to take out these various people. Um, and and Jamie Foxx is now a part of it. And the stuff. initial hit seems pretty sloppy, though, for yeah. a great hitman. Yeah, but I don't. You we don't know what happened, right? It's all you hear about it, right? So maybe mm-hmm. the guy fucking ran out the window to escape or something. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, the 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 the, the body ends up smashing on the cab, and that's how Fox finds out about it. He he wants to escape, but Tom Cruise has his information where he lives. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you if you drive off, I'm going to kill you and everyone you know or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think there's some fucking really great dialogue in this uh, between the two. I, I, I like that, too, and like I like how Tom Cruise kind of calls him out on his bullshit, too. Like, mm-hmm. oh, you've been, yeah. you're going to start this company? Like, what the fuck have you been doing? Like, why is it taking mm-hmm. you this long? What are you doing this, when are you, and, you know, all this stuff. Like, there's, there's some really great stuff there where he, and it, it's kind of like, yes, he's a villain being a dick, but at the same time, Fox realizes this guy's kind of correct. And yeah, it starts to build the tension between the two eventually, as we mentioned, becoming more of an action movie. But yeah, I think there's some, there's definitely some I like the the banter, especially early on Mm -hmm. between them. Yeah, the first, like, uh, before the murder happens, even after that, I kind of dig too. Yeah, and and, and uh, you know, we talked briefly about that jazz scene mm-hmm. where they go awesome. in there. Oh, that, that, that's awesome! Yeah, and you think you're getting this real, uh, and you're getting like a peek into him mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise character, but not his psychology. Yeah, like where you know he knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing the whole time. He knew he was on it on for a hit, and Jamie right. Fox finally is kind of like relaxing. Yeah, because he says, like, we're going to take a break. We got some time here. We're ahead of schedule. Which also seems like, why would Jamie Foxx relax that scenario? Yeah. You already know what has is, is happened. Like, mm-hmm. there there are some stretches of plausibility even early on for a Michael Mann movie, which usually, uh, you know, is he's caked in realism. His realism is what he's known for, right? Well, like, he, he didn't write this one. We should mention it's, uh, yeah. what's his name? Uh, is it? BD, yeah, Stuart BD. He who, came up with it when he, when he was in a cab when he was like which, seventeen. If you look at his filmography, it's not great. Like he mm-hmm. did like the story for Pirates to the Caribbean, the first one, but then he did and he did Thirty Days Days and Night, which I like. Yeah. But it has that its was a comic book too. though, wasn't it? Uh, a comic book. But he did yeah. the, the still the, the script of yeah. It, well. He did like Obi Wan, but a bunch of other yeah. like shitty movies like I Frankenstein yeah. and, and stuff like that, like pretty forgettable. Yeah. Um, box office bombs, I guess. This is kind of the only film like this. This is a big mm-hmm. hit. Yeah. Yeah, like that's a, you would think after this, you, but like everything after this is like nothing like this movie. It's this is like the one off of its career. Like everything else is like probably again. Michael Mann yeah. has been known to like yeah. similar to Hitchcock, take the script and then yeah. punch it, like really punch it up and like make adjustments as he's as he's filming. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we didn't mention, but originally this was uh, actually going to be Frank Darabont directing. Uh, with Adam Sandler in the Jamie Foxx role and Russell Crowe as the Tom Cruise. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I could see this. Like, I think Adam Sandler could pull mm-hmm. this off because yeah. he yeah. can do cool things. When he's trying, yeah, we've he's proven basically, yeah. you know, forget about Spanglish, but everything yeah. else, is his yeah. track record is pretty great when he well, isn't really Spanglish tries. Wasn't Spanglish the one that he left? For, he, he had to drop out because of the... For to do or something to do Spanglish instead I think of this it was something like that. I could be Spanglish wrong. is really bad. Um, <laughs> well, it's funny because Val Kilmer or never mind. Is it this one? I'm getting so mixed up with this in Miami, Miami Vice. Is Val Kilmer the one that was originally? 
supposed to be in the, there. There's yeah, a, Bill Kilmer was supposed mm-hmm. to be Ruffalo's role, but he dropped. Oh. He had to drop that uh, to Oliver Stone's yeah, Alexander. I, I, I really like Mark Ruffalo. I feel like he is just he's wasted. He in has this. no idea what's going on. He's so forgettable. But he's like, I, he's. I didn't even fucking recognize that was. Yeah, him, he's he's pretty like. I don't know. I didn't recognize that. He looks a lot different than he does right now, right? He's got like the bald head and like the goatee. Yeah. He's the cop that's kind of Mm. starts getting a whiff that maybe there's something going on. Because they mentioned that like years ago there was a cab driver. Went on a murder spree. Yeah, exactly. That made no sense. And he never bought it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, other, I guess, uh, other directors that were uh, Mimi Leader, uh, who did Peacemaker Deep Impact, was attached at one time. Fernando... uh, Morales, who did City of God and Blindness, which is a weird choice. Um, this would have probably been right after City of God, so yeah. probably like yeah. they were, you know. Yeah. And then like I, again, you never know what these, but apparently Spike Lee was attached to one time. Martin Scorsese or even Spiel, mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg, or at least they were offered offered it. it. Um, and I think Scorsese and Lee were kind of more interested. I don't think Spielberg. And I heard that De Niro was almost the yeah, the yeah. max. Uh, well, the the, the writer mm-hmm. wanted that was he, his whole idea was it's going to be kind of like. You know the opposite of his uh, Bickle character in Taxi Driver, yeah. but I, I don't think uh, the studio always wanted a younger, uh, you know, yeah. new actor out there. So um, they got Tom Cruise. <laughs> no, they got Sorry, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. Oh, this is Jamie Fox. This is he's just getting yeah. acting. He's coming off of uh, Michael Mann's All Lee, actually, which I feel like did he get an Oscar nomination for that for uh, that supporting? supporting? Role? He might have. Um, and then this is yeah. Well, and he right Sunday was. Yeah, um, well, pre this wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. ninety nine. Yeah. Like he's been acting yeah, yeah, since the early nineties, yeah. uh, but like was more of a com- yeah, yeah. comedic yeah, yeah, actor. Living color fellow, wasn't he? Yeah. 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 Um, and he's in Booty Call. <laughs> How could I forget Booty Call? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. I and to uh, Tom Cruise, I guess for this role, he wanted to see like because he's a guy that always always has different disguises. I mean, in this, he's rocking like this gray <laughs> dyed hair, which is weird for him. Uh, so I guess Michael Mann sent him out as a FedEx delivery man. At, at the airport, right? Uh, was it the airport? Maybe. I thought it was the, at the airport. Yeah. They, I, know, I know on the Blu-ray or DVD they do have, I think I think they have video of this, him and going around to see if people would recognize him, if people, if he could like camouflage himself. It's quite a different look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it it kind of works to make him the villain. I feel it kind of takes me out a little bit. It just seems silly. You know what I'm saying? Like, huh? There's a little uh, bit of s- silliness yeah. in in general with this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I think. I, I yeah. I I so I we opened up the episode and I talked about how I saw this in theaters mm-hmm. and I really liked it. I liked it enough to watch it a year later. Yeah. And I'm I thought I remember liking it this time. I was definitely underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think overall with the I found the plotting kind of messy. I and we talked about I hated how this movie looked. I hated yeah. how it looked. I don't I don't mind how it looks. I don't know. Like to me it kind of makes it feel almost like a documentary. Like the camera's always right in there and it I don't know, it just gives it that. But they kind cut of, between like that's clearly on film. That's digital mm-hmm. camera. Like it seems so sloppy. I think. I think it's just the. Dig- I think most of it is digital camera. I think it's just thirty percent of the movie handles. is film. Yeah, but that's that's not that much. But like, like they intercut scenes. So I looked this up. They intercut scenes with the film stuff because they shot a lot of it earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and and the way that the digital camera takes light is always different. So it mm-hmm. never feels like you're watching the same cohesion co- cohesive movie in terms of cinematography. Like I don't blame the. The cinematographer would be like, yeah. "This is ridiculous. I, my work is going to be tarnished. Tarnished. I'm I'm quitting." Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you guys feel there was any tension between the two fellows in the cab? 
or was it all just kind of like banter? I didn't really get much of that. Like, there's the chase sequence too, which just feels like, oh, we need to have a chase yeah, sequence all yeah. of a sudden. Even when like he is gunning it, like he kind of uh, loses his mind, Jimmy Fox, and he's like gunning it. It's like, yeah, I didn't feel any. The only tension I felt was at the jazz club. Like that's the only that scene. Moment. Yeah, that that, that that's where mm. you you because you also I think at that point you know enough about Tom Cruise yeah. to not let your guard down. And you would figure that two fellows in a taxi where one is a murderer and he's like blackmailing the other, there'd be a bit of tension rather than just like banter between the two. The, the banter's the yeah. best part. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say, to but, me, but, that's what no, I love I, about I, I it. I get it, but like it just felt so odd. Like it didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, a, Well, there, there's yeah. not, I don't know, there's not too much tension because he can't really do anything, right? He yeah. can escape. Yeah, but he knows. But he, he leads it up. I, I, I kind of, I think I'm, I, I'm, 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 I'm probably more with Kyle. For me, it's like the look of the film was the thing that kind of threw me, and then once it gets to that back half, starting around the time that there is that chase <laughs> That's sequence. That's so bad. Like it just the movie really falls apart. Um, I do love though where yeah. he's like. Um, like Tom Cruise. Well, first off, where the guy's like, "Hey, where are you?" Like his boss is giving him shit. Uh, yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise, like, like, I love that yeah, sequence. Call, call, call him an asshole. And, and, yeah, and tells him off. I'm like yeah. I'm a lawyer. You know, yeah. this shit's not not okay. Yeah, and then I, even I, I when he goes to his mom, I like where he's like, "That's your fucking mother." Like she gave you birth, and you're you know you you were in her womb for all this time. Buy her fucking flowers, and yeah. then she gets the flowers. Oh, what the fuck did you buy her flowers? <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, to me, like, <laughs> was his mom played by Martin Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that was your Martin oh, Lawrence man. impression. Um, I'm not going to comment. But um, yeah, I don't know. To me, like this movie, why I love it, I think like the score is pretty good by James is a Newton Howard. Like I just love the conversations they have mm. in the car and they cover like all the different things. Like I love the thing where he's going on about like the um, uh, adapt to the environment, Darwin, all that kind mm. of shit. I, I, what, I, I, what about what the coyote audio slave scene? We haven't talked about <laughs> that I, yet. I like that. <laughs> What is with Michael Mann? We're going to talk about Audio Slave on the next episode, that, too. That, I guess it's insane. Like, does, well, I, I, think that was, I think they were just filming, and this coyote came across. Yeah, yeah, that's, I assume so that's like, what oh, happened, right? This is right? kind of cool. Yeah. Let's, let's get this. And yeah, it but it's such a cheesy scene yeah. with like the, the show, the, their like faces, yeah. and the coyote, and you've got this fucking god-awful Audio yeah. Slave song. I like that. I'm not a huge Audio Slave fan, but I think it works in, in Michael Mann's films to a point. I do think he maybe overuses them. Audio Slave is like a cursed fucking band. Like taking these two great combinations yeah. that should never like I love Soundgarden. I, I actually like a bunch of Chris Cornell's solo mm-hmm. music as well. Rage is fucking great. You put them together, it's like alt rock pablum. <laughs> it's garbage it's music terrible. for the radio. I do like I guess that's supposed to that has some meaning where like if you cross Yeah, the Navajo oh, thing yeah. bullshit the backstory <laughs> just just so you can put in a cool coyote. I don't know, Michael Mann, I could see knowing about that kind of shit, but I do think it's just he, he caught this on thing and let's put it in. Yeah. I don't know, I, I like that. Um, That's my least favorite scene in the whole movie by far. It is oh. so weird that they really like double down that. Like even in the uh, the, the menu for the thing, that coyote comes up constantly. Yes. Well, I, the, I think uh, that, that's a big scene for people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All the audio yeah, slave yeah, yeah, fans. Yeah. I, I do love where he, um, he goes on like, uh, why'd you kill him? I don't know, I didn't know him. So what did he do? Nothing. I only met him tonight. You just met him and you kill him like that? What? I should only kill people after I get to know them? Like, I love all that. <laughs> yeah, that's shit. great. Like, yeah, I, lo- I love, especially in those early scenes, yeah. a lot of their back and then and when there he goes are to, some like, cool back and forth, but like... Like, why are you so worried about some fat... <laughs> what does he say? Some fat guy that I killed? Like, six million people, six billion people die on the planet and you're worried about some fat guy that you don't know? <laughs> like, I don't know. All, all that stuff is great. Um, and I, I, I... And the speech, too, where he goes on about the guy, like, I hate L.A., you know, this guy... 
I was just about no, to talk yeah, about yeah, that. Go yeah, ahead, go yeah, ahead. like yeah, he, I, I, you you get this uh, like. You, how Tom Cruise is almost a ghost. I, I, maybe I'm not going in the same direction, mm-hmm. but like him coming into LA is just like coming out of the shadows for for like one night only. Like mm-hmm. he's a boogeyman mm-hmm. on on the prowl in in a, in a way. Um, I, I I like all that stuff. I like all the backstory with Tom Cruise, where you're not sure if you can believe what mm-hmm. you're hearing. And well, yeah, because at first too, you're like, are the people he's killing maybe like he's a good guy and these are terrible people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely start questioning it. And again, because everything he says is bullshit, right? Like a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's totally bullshit. I think there. I, always, I feel like there's some truths hidden within those bullshit. I I lines. totally uh, agree. It's just like Better Call Saul. Whenever yeah. he makes, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but he does go into which I'm assuming is probably a true story. I could see Michael Mann throwing it in there, where he goes into like L.A. No one knows anyone. It's just this big. Yeah. And this guy gets on this uh, train and he dies. Yeah. Sits there for six hours. No one notices that this guy's been dead this whole time. Which I think perfectly real. Like the ending is like that perfect. I know. I love how it all like wraps up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the, the, there's another great thing where they crash in the car and Tom Cruise fucking sticks his hand <laughs> to the broken window just He's to start like smacking him on him. the head. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. That's, yeah. I, I think Tom Cruise just having so much fun yeah. as this like kind of... I, I agree. I, I quite like Tom Cruise role. in this movie. Uh, I, Jamie Foxx, I, th- I think some of his character motivations are just like plot... Mm-hmm. Like, why does he when he meets Javier Bardem? <coughs> why does he become like this badass? Like you were it saying, seems, no. yeah. all of it, like he wasn't. It, it a does badass, go into like yeah. typical action fair, and I think that's mm. always been my problem with it too. Like Michael Mann, Tom Cruise. How is this not my favorite movie of all time? Yeah. And like, it's it's actually near the bottom tier of Michael Mann, which is crazy because I know this is a lot of people's favorites. Mm-hmm. Like, this is actually his last box office success because Miami Vice is technically a bomb. Because the budget was it so big. It cost a lot of money budget, to make. Yeah. Um, and then put it in again. People expected this fun action Pu- Miami Public Vice movie. Public Enemies not. wasn't a hit? Public Enemies like, made its budget back. It was not a hit. And then Black Hat was obviously a huge, huge bomb. It made like mm-hmm. $30 million or something. And that's why we haven't seen him for a while. But I guess he is going to be doing a Ferrari film, which is kind of weird because I feel like we just saw Yeah, and I'll, I'm going to talk mm. uh, about his, uh, you know, the TV show that he's an executive producer and directed on the next Ooh. episode as well. Tokyo Vice. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I, I don't have too much else. I guess uh, the other thing, I, I guess for Edward Norton was apparently offered the role, like either role if he wanted it. Um, other people for Tom Cruise's role that tried out Leonardo DiCaprio, John Travolta, and Colin Farrell were, were brought up. I doubt Leonardo DiCaprio tried out. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think brought up. Like their sorry, name was, Leo. Uh, listen. Name was thrown isn't... into the mix. Didn't really like your audition. It wasn't yeah. like your, we wanted your character from Growing Pains, but he grow, he's grown up. You brought the noise, but you didn't bring the funk, Leo. <laughs> I'm sorry. And uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. was, uh, I guess, offered the role, but he didn't want to do that. He'd no, he, he, wanted, the, he wanted the role, but Michael Mann didn't want him because of his associated. Oh, association okay, with, with uh, Jerry Maguire. Ah, uh, uh, that makes sense. Cuba would have been terrible too. <laughs> yeah, what's he done? Like, I'm, I'm radio. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, <laughs> uh, Jerry Maguire. Uh, I think he's Harvard? one of those guys. He's one of those guys. That pretty won good the as Oscar. OJ. In the uh, that that OJ do, uh, docudrama, okay, he was series. in that. He had the yeah. Oscar curse. We win the Oscar, yeah. you get offered all these shitty big movies, you mm-hmm. make a ton of money. They're all terrible. Your career's yeah. over at yeah. that point. Like it, it seems to happen. Always happens to supporting actor yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's what happened. I, I don't. Uh, do you guys have anything I know, else? Uh, yeah. Spoilers, or do we need to get into it? Or I don't know. If I don't. I don't think so. I'll, I'll just say. I think the ending. I love the ending in this. Like again, I hate the. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just say, the, the build up. I to wouldn't the ending. say. I, I wouldn't say. Hey, I will say. I hated the action. 
stuff more mm. before because I'm like, how does this guy go from this cab driver? This guy's yeah. Yeah. assassins were doing. How's he taking him out? It actually makes more sense when you actually hey, on the train makes. I think actually mm. makes sense. But even the other things like because he just. I think at the, when he just comes out and shoots him, so that Tom Cruise isn't going to expect that. And if you actually look, Tom Cruise tries to do that perfect kill yeah. that he does, the boom, boom, yeah. and it, it just happens to hit the door. And Jamie Foxx just shoots erratically and gets lucky. That's all that happens. Yeah. I always hate that. Like, how do you take it out? When you watch it, it kind of does make more sense. You're like, okay, I, I, it actually could happen, I guess. The way it does happen, you can kind of go with it. But yeah, I'm not a fan that it does. It doesn't like, the, I love the build up, all the, the discussions in the car. That stuff is great. I think when it becomes like your typical action movie, it's almost like, and maybe that's why it's success, successful and some of the other yeah. films aren't. Like maybe that's why Miami Vice isn't <laughs> as successful. Maybe you needed that to become the box office, but I, I think that hurts the film personally. I think, it, to be honest, you, you wouldn't. I think the reason why it was such a hit is because Tom Cruise was playing against type in, in well, a way. Well, Jamie Foxx, like, he was a big deal at this time. Or he was becoming a big deal. Well, like, I think this I helped think him become were, a big deal. It seems like most reviewers were raving about him more than, than Tom Cruise, even, from what I would have went. Well, I think you go in for sure. Tom yeah. Cruise playing a villain, yeah. and then you're like, oh, this Jamie yeah. Foxx, who I've never really yeah. seen. Who is this kid? He's doing all right. I don't like the, that it's all coincidental. It happens that the person he picks up yeah. ends up being a part at the end like that's kind of now is that I a purpose a with that. Is, is is that something that you know maybe you could you could maybe say that you could logic Cru- it he was watching like Tom her Tom Cruise is watching her and yeah. that's why he no was but there. how does like what are the odds that she happens to get into Jamie Foxx's cab at the airport there's like three other cabs there right? oh yeah that, that part but I guess that's why he though. gets into Tom Cruise gets into that car because he's yeah, already I, I could see that I mean, yeah i don't not out. necessarily the tom cruise part more of like this but random person who picks it, up it would be, to be a main who, character it would be whoever film. picked up her at the airport would maybe be the, it have to be the, the cab that he gets oh, out of okay i guess okay I but yeah, even at that point why would he uh want someone who knows we're still her? stretching yeah, logic, yeah, yeah exactly but like he, he's casing of, yeah. that building already yeah so that's why tom cruise is there mm. He, he, whatever cab would be dropping off Jada Pinkett Smith, he would get into that cab as long as the person wasn't a the head right case. One. Yeah, I will say I do like the action scene in the club. I think that's pretty badass. Where Tom mm. Cruise is fucking taking out all the guys, yeah, and, the yeah. and stuff. Again, that feels like Michael Mann. The act, and looks good. The, yeah. the finale feels like some other like act. Like it just feels so by the books, Be pedestrian. Yeah. yeah, like mainstream action. It doesn't feel like the, the mm-hmm. typical Michael Mann that I, I know and love. Um, that's always been my struggle with. Yeah, you've seen the nightclub. There's a bit of tension there too, because yeah. like Ruffalo's coming after him. He's like mm. trying to. They're take trying him out to get to the go. goal of yeah. the guy there, so there's like a, a real purpose yeah. to that scene. Yeah. Um, so what are you guys gonna give it? I'm curious what you're gonna say. I'm still going eight, eight out of ten. Oh, oh boy, I still like. So do you go up a bit. a bit? Maybe. I think I liked it more on this time again. Like some of the problem I always had, like how unrealistic was that Jamie Fox could, you know, stand up. A chance against Tom Cruise. I think it works better this time. The way it plays out when you watch it. Yeah, I I, I don't love the the last twentieth, mm-hmm. but I think all the lead up is so great. I love all the dialogue. I, I love the jazz scene. I think Tom Cruise yeah. is just a blast. All his dialogue is so fucking funny. Um, yeah, I I still like this movie. Fair enough. It's bottom tier for. But again, Michael Mann yeah, can yeah, do no yeah, wrong in my books. Yeah. Like I love all his movies that people hate. So I think I'm giving it a six. I was going oh. six point five. Yeah, I'm between a six and six point five. I might actually I might go give it a six point five because I I do like the first the first half even though I was disappointed in how it looks I was still like very invested in the characters mm-hmm. and what's going on. So I was like, well, I think this is like a bad experiment with the digital cameras, but I still, and, and then yeah. it just 
there's something that happens about halfway that it becomes unbelievable to me. Mm. And the characters start changing, and especially Jamie Foxx's character starts changing, <coughs> I think, who he, we've set up to <clears throat> believe this guy is supposed to be. But I think that's kind of related to it, right? Like, he's this guy that does nothing his whole life, never goes, so this is him actually finally, like, going that extra step that he's never able to do in his job and his love life, and this time he finally goes. Like, I think that's kind of the... the yeah, the I just don't believe it. it. That's, a, that's a big fucking extra step. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty big Yeah, uh, like, the leap. scene, once he starts, like, pretending to be him in that, ba- that badass yeah. when he's meeting yeah. the, the guy that's hired Tom Cruise, like, that's... And I like Javier Bardem in, in yeah. that scene. But he's kind of, like... He's not intimidating for the first, but he's a bit of like an idiot. Yeah, when he switches on, that's the problem uh, I have. Yeah. Why would he all of a sudden be able to figure it all out? When well, he's I think a he's realizing cool. it's not working, and he really starts thinking, okay, th- wait, this is how Tom Cruise talks. I need to be more like that. I think he kind of figures it out. I just don't think that character could. Like mm. everything that we're given before. He's, he's a cab driver who wants to. Who's bumbling and yeah. kind of like. Again, that'd be like me going in there and like, yeah, okay, I'm going to be a badass. Not, now. I would like, say he's No one's bumbling. going to buy it. I, I disagree that he's bumbling. Like the whole time he's he's all about, he knows every route. He's he's like, he's out very calculated. He, in he has he precision his in term, about his job, but in like at where everything is, his cab is in a perfect place. Yeah. But that's another reason why I can't believe that he would change his stripes so fast because he's a guy built on routine. And then whenever the routine is broken, yeah. you can see that he's having mm-hmm. trouble keeping up with whatever mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is wanting. Yeah. Or, or, hey, he had a hard enough time like talking back to his boss, let alone a mobster who would yeah. kill him in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't... I, I you don't grow balls like that. And, in, and like, then the action stand. stuff can, yeah. it doesn't work for me at all. Um... Uh, yeah. Collateral? Is that, Sorry, uh, I, uh, I wrote um, spoilers, but it was for Miami Vice. <laughs> okay. Um, I got that mixed up. Yeah, I don't I don't have any spoilers. I don't think we need to go. Yeah, there's there really not it. like a whole lot to spoil about um, this movie. The only trivia I have is it had a budget of 65 million. It made 220.90 wow. million. So Big hit. Almost, just, what, this, almost four this times. This is on the budget. heels of Heat? This is like his first movie after Heat? That was, no, he, no, he did um, uh, Insider, Insider and Ali. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think, wasn't Ali a bit of like, I don't think it was a bomb, but I think it like made its budget back. But I think that's another one that like. I thought, it was like I, I thought he won like tons of awards for it. Yeah, I mean, but like I think it was very expensive. Yeah. 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 Let oh. me see here. Um, yeah. So would this be near the bottom for you? Oh, with yeah. Man? I think so. This might be the bottom. I, don't, I haven't yeah. seen Ali in a long time. Oh, Ali actually I did see in theaters, I think. I think I saw Ali in theaters. I, I saw Ali in theaters. So maybe I, that's, that's a long, like three hour movie. It's a pretty long one. So yeah, Ali yeah, had a budget of 107 to 118 million. It only made 87.7. So that actually is a bomb. Um, uh, now I wonder if the, uh, what the, cause this is blockbuster days, what it would have made a blockbuster. Like, yeah. It could have yeah. easily become a huge blockbuster. But even head. if you made like, even if you made the same as theater, you're still only at 180 million. That's still a bomb. Like you would have had to make 200 million from blockbuster. Um, and I don't know if that's the type of film that's making two. It's like a two and a half hour biopic. I don't know. People love Ali though, right? Yeah, like, and that that was an Oscar. So I, I bet yeah. I bet when Will you Smith, yeah, I, I, think you, I bet when well. you get the blockbuster mm-hmm. stuff in there. Yeah, sometimes they do include that in here. I don't know if they did in this case, but I know sometimes they do include that in the the overall. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. We're not talking about yeah. that, but yeah, my this is not a of, huge hit. Yeah, my, yeah. Michael Mann yeah. is one of those guys that like. For the most part, his movies aren't huge hits, right? Like Heat was, but like the um, Thief, I don't. I think Thief wasn't right. We talked mm-hmm. about that. I think it just. I think it. I, I think it uh, made a little bit of money. But like the Keep was a bomb. Ollie was 
probably a bomb. Mohicans was bomb. a was a hit. I think. Mike yeah, Mohicans. but he's yeah he's a, I think he's a guy that he spends way too fucking much money. Yes, like, collateral. We're gonna talk especially about especially when next you're week. shooting yeah. HD cam. Um, and wait, next week we'll talk about that. That's not necessarily all his fault, but. Um, yeah. That's a lot of well, budget, though. Yeah. Next week we're doing Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that. Anyways, yeah. Anything else we want to talk about on I this one? I think we're good. No, I think I'm good. So, um, yeah, this is. It's too bad because we went from like two. What were you we at? Like two nine, maniacs. Yeah, two two maniacs. maniacs. A maniac and a super maniac. Yeah. To um, yeah, not quite, but um, yeah, we'll see where we go with Miami Vice. I'm Let curious. us know what you think about. Uh, yeah, this collateral. is this is yeah. uh, as, yeah. as Kyle was saying. Like often people's yeah. favorite Michael yeah. Mann movie. Yeah. I will say so too. Weird. Think talking about how it looks. It looks each better with each, like the DVD, first time I saw it, looked like shit. Blu-ray yeah. looks a little bit better, can, ha- can handle that compression a little bit. Maybe 4K, 4K might 4K be. looks a little bit better. It's weird that this fucking movie's on 4K. Yeah. Um, this should have been the last movie they put on 4K, but whatever. Um, yeah. Again, I think it's just because it is so popular for mm. Michael Mann, as far as Michael Mann's film. That was the play. first thing, like opening sequence where they're shooting him and, and uh, Jason Statham, Tom Cruise, and I was like, what, what is going up on? with that? Hmm. And then they they... They go into a, the next yeah. sequence. It was like, oh my god! Once you get in the night, terrible. Stuff, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I liked it more than you guys, I guess. But yeah, let, yeah. let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can get a hold of us. Uh, we have a Facebook group, Movie City Maniacs, like page, group page. Uh, you can email us at moviecitymaniacs at gmail.com. and we're on Instagram, Movie City Maniacs. Yeah. And so Miami Vice, first time for you. We're yeah. Time on next week, Matty. Have you seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it before. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So yeah, Miami Vice. We're gonna finish off our Michael Mann, oh, I can't our man wait. love. Uh, we'll see if that's another uh, turkey. And for you guys, or uh, I, no. this wasn't a turkey. It's just like it's kind of an Mediocre, average movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, we'll, and be we'll back. see you in Miami next week. Stay scared. Bye. Mm-hmm.